Because I'm going to L.A., and I, so I have to have this edited by Thursday. Holy moly. What if he doesn't survive? He's worth a lot to me. I know. Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland is growing every Ladies day. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Disneyland, the happiest place on Earth. It's time to throw down, y'all. Have you thought about a visit to Disneyland during your vacation? Waste time with your friends when your chores are done. Disneyland is the happiest place on earth. Join the happy people of all ages. Yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim. The happiest country on earth. Welcome to Bob's Says and Bampas, a podcast about Disneyland, Star Wars, finding magic, and the power of nostalgia. On this episode, we're talking about Bob Chapek is still the CEO of the Walt Disney Company and doing what he does best, raising prices. Getting fit and working out in the happiest place on Earth. Everyone can settle down now because the Disneyland trams are coming back. Star Wars synergy gets fans mad, but it's Star Wars, so fans are always mad. RoboCop enters Six Flags Magic Mountain, plus trailers, nostalgia formulas, and more as we discuss the Book of Boba Fett and oh, what a good time it will be. My name is Scott Storm and with me, my brother on the mic... A man who goes into the Sarlacc pit to look for his sunglasses before realizing they're just on his head. Absolute Aaron Robbins. Hey, I was like, uh, sorry, I was still down in the pit because <laughs> I, I just had them. And You're like, I was I, like, I, where, where were they? I know they were around I, here somewhere. I'm al- I almost remember that I had them when I got out of this pit. Yeah, and so. But I'm just going to go look for them. Uh, I should, yeah, I should go in there. Uh, they were not in there. Or they were. I think they were in there, actually. Were they? they were on your head. Of course they were in there. Because they were on they my were on head. head. Welcome That's to right. episode 93. 93. Three. Wow, we are really counting down towards the big 100. What are we going to do? I have no <gasps> idea. Given a news item, I think today, I think we might be celebrating 100 in the parks. Oh, what a delightful idea this is. Oh, I just birthed this I'm idea right here. Very curious to hear. We got a response from one of our uh, one of our fantastic Bantheteers, Run yeah. Princess. Oh, yeah, Run she Princess. She said, yeah. don't tell me that you are ending this show after 100. No. And I said, not to my knowledge. Yeah. Anything we, can happen. Anything can happen in the era of COVID. <laughs> That's right. And Pack. Uh, but doing 100 down, we get three rooms at the Candy Cane. We go Storm I Family. Think, see, I don't think Candy Cane's open yet. Okay, we get, well, you want to do that that Spring Hill Spring Suites. Spring Hill Suites. Right. I love Spring Hill Suites. All right, so we need a suite for podcasting. Yep. A suite for family Yep. And then a suite for the other family Yes. There you go. That's perfect. Yeah, I love it. What you are saying is a suite for you and me. Right. A play a suite. a suite for either <laughs> right. of our families. For all of our action figures, for our that little spinny thing that you sit on, that plastic thing that you sit on and spin around. Yeah, what was that? Was that called a sit and spin? I think, I think it, it was. it is called a sit and spin. So we need something for it's our giant sit and spin. named thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our two-person our, sit and spin? Well, it's our sit and spin podcasting thing. That's right. We hook mics up to <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, and then we spin around And we spin it. around perfect. and we podcast. 93, though. Fun episode. Fun episode. Lots of stuff to talk about. Yeah. Uh, again, before we get into it. Let's talk. I want to, again, remind our listeners yep. that we are on YouTube now. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Bob and Banthas YouTube channel has launched. It is audio versions of our audio podcast on uh-huh. YouTube. Apparently, that's the thing people like to listen to. Yeah, just put they it on like the to listen to podcasts on YouTube. We are there. If you haven't gone over and subscribed to our show, we don't want you to stop listening now, to listen wherever to you're here. listening to this. Just go hit the subscribe button so that YouTube knows we're on scene. Exactly. We're on it. We are on it. You're like, oh, this is the thing people like? And like, not really. But, but we'd sort like to of, yes. indicate that we do. That's right. Yeah. And that way other people will find out about it on YouTube. We'd really appreciate that. Uh, also, we just want to, again, thank all of our patrons for for uh, supporting us over on Patreon. Yeah. Uh, just a great group of people. If you don't know, we release 
pretty much another podcast almost every single week yeah. on Patreon. Two or three times a month. Two or three times a month. And it's at least 20 to 35, sometimes 40 minutes. And so if you would like to join us over on Patreon, we would love that. Of course, patreon.com forward slash Bobsons and Banthas. There you That's go. That's my call to action at the beginning. Right of the at the show. beginning. The beginning you know, of the show. You know, when people hear the fade out music, they stop listening. So you can't That's put right. your Patreon call at the end. You put it right up here in the beginning. Absolutely. Your week's been good? Week's been good. It was fa- it was Valentine's Day. Oh yeah. And what did you and I do together on Valentine's Day? We didn't even you know what we didn't even did we even exchange texts on Valentine's no, Day? Nose I don't bumping. Think we did. There was no nothing. There was no I feel we didn't, so bad. Yeah. We didn't rub each other's noses. Nothing. With each other's noses or like with our fingers, like a nope. boop. We yeah. didn't boop. I didn't boop anybody. That's right. Uh, we, we didn't do anything, but, yeah. uh, for, for we, we did Valentine's for the kids and, yeah. uh, I, I got a nice Valentine for my wife. My wife got a nice Valentine for me Nice, and it was sweet. We celebrated Valentine's. She and I celebrated Valentine's a little bit earlier cause we went to a standup. That's uh, we right. went to go see Tig Notaro. So we went to see yeah. Tig Notaro. Wait, she, where did they play? Uh, she played at the crest. Oh, that's right. And you told so me that. It was great. Great it was seats. Fantastic seats. Well, every seat at the Crest is a great seat because it's such a small theater. Yeah. So it was great. It's not stadium swing, though. It's kind of swoopy with a second deck up yeah, there. Yeah, it's like it's like an old school movie theater yeah, uh, type of seat. Yeah, I love the Crest. So it was great. It was fun. You guys had a we great went time? Down, we went down for a great dinner in Midtown. Then we walked from Midtown down to downtown to the Crest. And then we uh, we rented scooters on the way back. To Are you back serious? To you guys had great. the best date ever. It was so much fun. That it is was fun. awesome. Wow. So that's how we celebrated. We celebrated early. It was a lot of fun. Fun. Let's get into the news. Let's get into the news. Oh, yay. I hear you have a lot. It's time for news. Oh. Remain seated, please. We're into the news right now. Oh, we're correct? in it. Yes. I just want to make sure. We're yeah, in it. Yeah, we're in it. Yep. Okay. I'm ready. Because news dropped. Major. Major news dropped. Yeah. A couple of hours before we recorded this. Right. As you know, on Tuesdays, I wake up crack of dawn to produce this show. Yeah, that's what I hear. I put everything together, and then I double check to see if there's anything we're missing about midday. Yeah. And then we come back to record, and right before we record, I see, like, is there anything else going on? Just anything interesting. What do you know there was? Oh, Disneyland a late, a late announced. bombshell announcement. That's right. Disneyland announced that on February 17th, by the time you're you hearing this- you like a little sound? You're like a little- Okay, now I don't have to. Out of Anaheim, reports are that... No, I'm not going to do okay. the whole thing. Although, I sort of want to. It was kind of fun. Uh, Disneyland announced that beginning February 17th, which by the time you are listening to this, February 17th will already have passed. You're living this. But they are. They have announced that they are making masks optional yep. for all indoor attractions, shops, restaurants uh, at the Disneyland Resort. Which, that is, which makes masks optional which makes you don't need to qualify it anymore right it's just masks are optional masks are optional for fully vaccinated Vaccinated individuals so that's the qualification uh they are taking it on the honor system okay so So masks are optional so masks are optional (laughs) yeah Uh, and and they are and they they have stated that masks would be required in buses and transportation so i guess if the monorail was operating they probably still would make uh, yeah, masks required. Although I Definitely. don't even know if that's the case because that's sort of an attraction. It's it an is attraction. I was going to say, if anything qualifies, subs qualifies. I mean, that thing, that thing, <laughs> thing's got masks required all over it, I, I, and yeah. it'll be optional. I, it will be optional. So uh, that is fantastic news, especially for 
like my family. Because as you know, yeah. my biggest impediment to going down and experiencing the magic has been the requirement to wear masks on indoor attractions. Now we don't have to do that. I'm very, very excited about yeah. that. And so I am- it wasn't just the mask, Sophie. It was the it was the memory making capacity of that situation exactly. in relation to the amount of money you, you would be paying to make those memories. Right. I mean, we we talked about how uh, you know, f- for my family, core memories of Disneyland are still developing. Right. And so as a result, I don't want one of those core memories to have been a masked experience. And now I feel more confident, more excited that we can go down and experience Disneyland. Uh, as we did, you know, before all of this started yeah. to happen. So I'm very, very excited about I that. I say subs. Subs would be a masker for me. And No uh, matter the, what you'd wear one regardless? Uh, no, I'm just saying if you're looking at it from a practicality standpoint, oh, yeah. that's a tight that's a tight lid. And then the elevator for the Haunted Mansion. Although the elevator for the Haunted Mansion. No, nah, you're okay. They should have just gone one at a time down that thing. Just one person goes in. Yeah, why not? Cecile gets out. Lines running, run, lines running about sixty-two days right now, but it's a wait. Well, we put a uh, we put a fireman's pole in the middle of it. Now. So <laughs> there zoop, you go. Zoop. Yeah, or you can ride a, the elevator, or you can take the uh, the fireman's pole. Yeah, or a slide, maybe yeah. like a. You a just have to wear these uh, Purell Purell diapers as you slide down. It cleans <laughs> as you slide. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's right. Uh, so very very exciting. Yay! Uh, you know, again, big celebration, worthy of celebration. It is. Yeah. What were you going to ask? I was. I was feels like we're turning the corner on it in terms of theme parks. I hope that stays. If history has taught us anything, it's just when you think it's going to zig. It's going to zag. It zags. So so we just hope it doesn't zag anytime soon. Yeah, because yeah. we want to go down soon. Do like a, very soon. Do the 100th episode and have a party and do a meetup. Would you like a meetup? I would love a meetup. Mm. It'd be great to have some friends meet us up in the park. Like the Sizzler. Oh, I was thinking of the Sizzler. Or at the Sizzler, too. <laughs> That'd, That'd be great, great too. Yeah. Uh, so last week we talked about how fans were really wanting to, uh, they wanted to oust, they wanted to give Bob Chapek the old Michael. Oscar. Yeah. They were thinking about doing a, I'm voting my shares. A guy who vote no confidence. That, in the a paycheck. vote of no confidence. That did not happen during the earnings call. I heard the earnings call uh, went quite well. I was going to say, if anything, the opposite happened <laughs> right. during the earnings call. Uh, the earnings call took place last week and, uh, strong, strong streaming numbers came out. Uh, the numbers of Disney plus subscribers, are at about 12 million right now, uh, which is uh, on projection to meet what their projection uh, is for 2024. I, I, I'm sorry. There are, did I just say there are 12 million yeah, subscribers? I was say, it seems no, no, low. no. They added 12 million subscribers. Yeah. That's what it's I like meant. 127 or 130 something now. They are, uh, they, they are looking at 260 million subscribers by 2024. Yeah, but what do they have right now? Do you know? Do you know what a crazy number that is? It's a crazy amount. Well, how much does a Disney Plus subscription cost? $8 right now, but we haven't gotten into our next news story yet. Oh, is but that part of it? Okay. $8 right now. Eight times 200 million times 12. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a, I don't know. I, I'm not going to do math that quickly, but I'm going to tell that's you. a lot of money. That's a lot of money. $1.6 billion per month or $19.2 billion per year. Wow. They are expected to make significant financial progress by fiscal 2023. And they believe that they are on track to hit their target numbers of Disney Plus subscribers by 2024. Okay. Bob Chapek. He also said that they don't believe that the theatrical distribution market is the only way to build a Disney franchise. Hinting there's going to be more Disney Plus, a lot more Disney Plus. Plus. Direct to Disney Plus. Uh, the- theater or theater owners, I assume, just applauded that announcement. They're like, they oh, were like, good. Here, 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 here. Yes, we couldn't agree more. There are many more ways to reach <laughs> theater goers yep. than the traditional theater. Uh, additionally, 
the Disney parks experiences and consumer products saw revenues reach 7.2 billion during the quarter, yeah. which was double the 3.6 billion it generated in the prior year's quarter. Yeah. So parks are coming back with a vengeance. Yeah. A very, very good earnings call for Bob Chapek. Yeah. Did he do a little, just uh, a little shoulders. shoulder brush if he got done with that? I, I would have loved if he was like, now you may have heard a lot of scuttlebutt being mentioned about me and the desire to have me removed. Let me just dispense with any <laughs> yeah. of those those ideas that you may have right now. Yeah, he is. Uh, he he's oh so he's sitting pretty. Yeah, he's, he's doing sitting fine. pretty. Sitting so pretty that he warned recently of the potential of increases. Yes. in the subscription for a Disney Plus right. uh, subscription, he said uh, that it was optimistic that there would be a robust flow of exclusive shows and movies on Disney Plus. Yep, by early October. And as a result, he said, I think that will give us the impetus to increase the price slash value relationship even higher and then have the flexibility if we were to so choose then to look at price increases on our service. Basically, we're going to be dropping a lot of content and that content is going to feel so great for our viewers that we are going to be justified in raising the price. Yeah, they of have Disney to have Plus been targeted. They, they launched low on purpose to get market share and they have to have been targeting Netflix pricing this whole time, oh, yeah, which is in the eleven to twelve dollar range month, so I, I think the ceiling for Disney, honestly, by twenty twenty four, is sixteen bucks a month. You think so? Yeah, hundred percent. I don't think they can do twelve, sixteen dollars a month. I would say more long lines. We should do some kind of friendly bet. I would happy be happy to do a friendly bet with you. How friendly is our bet going to be? Oh, just like you pay for one month of my Disney Plus subscription. No, I get to oh, pick. I like that. I get to pick what you watch on Disney Plus for one month straight. Oh, every every piece of content I watch. Yep, for a month, if I'm right. If by 2024, it's $16 a month for uh, for a Disney Plus subscription. That's fair. How'd that duck movie turn out, by the way? Oh, a million dollar duck? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Notice, notice I didn't talk about it in our banter you section. You never mentioned it again. We watched Million Dollar Duck. You're like about to sit down to watch Million Dollar Duck, and I was like, that's it. It's got my boy in it. I'm so excited. Dean Jones, it's got man. Dean Jones in it. I was excited. I looked it up. 17%, 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. Every one of those Rotten Tomato percentage points earned, okay. I might add. Million Dollar Duck is, I can't, I can't, I don't, I don't know what this movie is about. Let me just put it this way. Yeah. The adversary, the villain in this movie is the Department of the Treasury. Okay. Those, the, those yeah. darn Treasury yeah, the agents. The Treasury Department is the villain of the movie. Yeah. Dean Jones is in it. Did I mention that? Yeah, he's great. Man, he's a great. real economics movie. It really is. If yeah. you really want to have a, if you really want to understand both the micro and macro economics <laughs> principles. It's, it's how uh, Bob Chapek got, like that is, that movie that is was what, his inspiration that, to become CEO. That was his inspiration. Company. Like, you went to a business school, where would you go, Wharton? And he was like, million dollar. Million dollar duck. Million I watch it every duck. day of my life. But I do watch it every day. And I still do. Yeah. I still watch every day. Yeah, million dollar duck, I don't recommend it. Okay. Yeah, I don't recommend it. Do Fair I recommend enough. Dean Jones? Yes. Every I feel day. like, I actually want to go on a Dean Jones filmography quest. Good. And just watch every Dean, Dean Jones movie there is. The next one on tap is the Ugly uh, Dash Hound or Ugly Dachshund. I think you pronounce it Dachshund. Yeah. The Ugly Dachshund with uh, Suzanne Plachette and Dean Jones. Or we could just re, re bring back our Dean Jones uh, tribute band from high school that was called Bean Jones. Bean Jones. <laughs> Bean Dean Jones. Bean Dean Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Bean D Jones. Yeah, B&D Jones. <laughs> I don't know. Let's keep going with some news. I, I, I diverted us there. You did. Let's talk about... Aaron, we both like to work out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, indeed. 
I do PTX90 all, all the time. We try to stay fit in our, we do. In our 40s. Of course. We try to be fit in 40. Yeah, I told you the guy, when I rode by him on my one wheel, he's like, you get a good workout on that? Nope. Good enough. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Is what you said. Yeah. A lot of discussion whether or not uh, you get a workout on a one wheel. I maintain my quads. It depends on how you use it. Depends You're just on how cruising you use it. down a, a I mean, street. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not really losing any waistline by using <laughs> right, my one wheel. By, by one wheel. Yeah, I digress. The point is, is that we both, we both love it. We both love one yeah. wheeling. We also enjoy staying in shape. Yes. And I put up 220. I don't know what that means. Oh, uh, yeah? <laughs> I don't know. How much you bench, bro? I, that that How number? How much you put up? That 220. 220? Is that, a num- is that a good? You don't even know. Dude, dude you even lift? Dude, bro, bro, what's this new story, bro? <laughs> bro, you want to put you want to put up plates? You put up plates at the happiest place on earth now, because no. Disneyland. I used the gym at the Grand California. Oh, it was no, no, great. It was even better. Oh no, Disney has announced that they are going to be launching a dozen group fitness classes at huh? Disney's Grand Californian Hotel and Spa. Okay, that are available to guests staying at any of the Disneyland hotels, and they will take place within Disney California Adventure. So you get entry into a theme park to work out. That's right. Does Mickey work out with me? Goofy. No. No. no well, I mean, maybe maybe no. there's there may be appearances at times. You oh, never I know. need I need to have sweating sweating to the Mickey's. They have uh, the classes will range from yoga to boot camp to sound meditation in the park. In the park before the park opens, and so no, early, no, no. early mornings like in Disney idea, California Scott. Adventure. I don't like this at all. Well, I, I don't, what, what do you want me to tell you? I just don't like the idea. I don't like the idea of associating working out in the park with working out. Like I, I, some, some people will like it. I feel like they're treading a little bit on run Disney's territory of, of this thing. Uh, like, yeah, but run Disney doesn't happen at Disneyland anymore. Does it? Well, I mean, it could. All right. Keep going. Do you like this news story? I do like this. No, news story. it's each, not good. Each class. 30 well, I was here earlier. Minutes. I was here earlier today. Those are my sweat. Those are my, sweat, one of my sweat droplets. Uh, they're, they're saying like. Obstacle challenges at the Redwood Creek Challenge. Well, you got to use that place for something. Well, it's got it's got to be used for something. They have pictures of people doing yoga out in front of California Screaming. I mean, uh, Incredicoaster, and I, I think that if this is something that you wanted to do, if you're going to go work out in the morning, anyways, yeah. before your theme park uh, experience, which I don't know about you. I don't get a workout in before I theme park. I don't. I, I, I rely on the, the seven to 12 miles that you will be walking. Exactly. If you have a park hopper pass and whatever, that you'll be walking enough miles. And I'm going to I'm gonna be conscious of my calorie intake, realize that I'm on vacation. And I did the math on a previous podcast that I have with somebody that now owns a farm in Tennessee. And yeah, you walk somewhere between about that. Seven, to, seven to 10 miles is a good estimate. Easily, yeah. easily seven to 10 miles. I don't worry about calorie intake, by the way, when I'm theme parking either. No, yeah. Don't be so that's why I don't like this news stories because I don't want to. But I if you want wanted to, to do this, that. I think it's neat that they are, they make it available for you to do it in the park. You know, the, being in the park when no one else is there is a magical time. It's I guess. quiet. And I just think that'd be, that'd be sort of cool. You don't, you wouldn't be into this at all? No, I need to keep, I need, I, there's so few places where I feel alive that I need to keep those separate. And, uh, you know, if you're, oh, staying so, at, yeah, okay. if you're staying at one of those hotels, they already have, I mean, the Grand California gym is uh, empty and wonderful. Yeah, but is it California Adventure? No, no. I mean, that's, it's that's the pretty point. darn close. It's basically Redwood Adventure Park. It's great. Oh, all right, let's go on to the next story. I don't like this one at all. Well, I give that new story a boo. You give it a boo? Oh, yeah. I give it a woo. Ooh. Do you like this idea? All right. There are a lot of uh, advocates that I read. Uh, online, there was a story that said that there are activist investors that are trying to encourage Disney to purchase Peloton. Interesting. Yeah, what do you think about that? Um... 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why they would want to be in that biz uh, in that business. The they argument need, they need another platform to put Disney Plus on. Uh, the argument is that it would align well with. Uh, first of all, it'd be a great place for content and experience. Disney would be able to make higher quality Peloton uh, experiences for their classes better produced than what Peloton puts out right now. Those are Peloton is all about the Peloton experience itself. And yeah. so therefore it is a very well marketed, very well packaged and well branded brand name and uh, product and yeah. service. And so it's, it's very strong brand recognition. Disney could benefit from that. And Disney could incorporate ESPN into the Peloton brand. Yeah. In, no, I don't like this idea. Content. I don't think they want to be in the exercise equipment uh, manufacturing business. Well, I think it's distracting to their core business model. Well, so not, you you do not favor this. I'm not favor. I'm not. No, this is two news stories in a row. I'm down on. Wow, I feel like really, it brought the whole podcast. Yeah, down. it sounds. We started talking about your your out. energy level has really dropped. It really during has. This I, I did use the Peloton at the Grand California. It was a great experience, and I was happy to have it and to have a pre did like I was. I was you know I don't need to see Disney Plus on there unless Johnny Depp. As Jack Sparrow is going to be doing, what ev- if he's everyone. one of your? What yeah, if he's then one of your Peloton that changes, guys. Yeah, and changes everything. If, yeah. it's all, if, if Disney buys Peloton, then they get rid of all the actual fitness instructors and they and they replace Chad, them with characters. Chaz, uh, Cham, Chamley, uh, those are my three go-to guys Come that on, I really man. don't 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 make fun of my Peloton instructors. No, I'm not. <laughs> Which, what's your guy's name? Uh, I'm I'm a big fan of Schuster. Schuster. Yep, I'm a <laughs> yeah. big fan of Schuster. So yeah, they get rid of all those Schuster guys. Williams is his and Shmi comes in, and, and, yeah. and Shmi is the Peloton guy. Shmi Skywalker, you mean? No, <laughs> sorry. Oh, oh, Mr. Smee from Peter Pan. Smee comes in. Smee Skywalker. She's one of them. And it's like, how did I lose so much weight? And she's like, I can't explain it. I can't explain it. You just did. There was no workout. It just, yeah. And then. then, Smee Skywalker would be the worst Peloton (laughs) coach ever. Just draining the energy out of there. No, but. But you're saying Mr. Smee. It's Mr. Smee came in with his, with his little cute little belly and Uh a striped shirt. And he got up there. He's on there. He's, he's working on the bike. He's bouncing around. Yeah. Yeah. I would love it yeah so now this has become the the, the greatest idea ever. more resistance mr smee <laughs> exactly Captain hook would say oh, yeah and then All we right. can paint the bikes they don't need to be yellow and black or whatever color they are they, they can, can be, be like mickey colors they can be mickey colors yeah polka dotted all sorts of stuff yeah it'd be great yeah this is a good you idea you have like a princess ride totally Maybe you, you being you bell- race around the castle that's good too yeah, it's fun it's there's we got ideas for days for this yeah i don't think this thing's gonna buy bell i don't think they should either let's talk about something that maybe you can be a little bit more woo on okay yeah give me section. give me a woo we already talked about how february 17th sees the return of uh, masks optional at the disneyland resort yes. february 23rd sees the return of the parking trams You're so excited. Oh, we've been waiting. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. I read the I mean, we were really, you're really straight. When you say we, you, you include me in that or like we no, as in like society? Me, me and my, my podcasting personality. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Aaron he, outside of this show and then Aaron, we both kind of knew it was coming. And you were I'm so excited. hoping for it. You're like, why? Why won't those trains why? return? Yeah. What's why? the holdup? There, there is no holdup now. They're bringing them back. Yay. Great. You can be able to take that tram from was Mickey and Friends. Was that really a loss? Was that really a thing? I mean, I realize that people were like agonizing over it, but was it really a thing to well, there, worry about? Well, yeah, because there's a lot of construction going on in downtown Disney and the walk from Mickey and Friends, once you hit the elevators of wonder, mm-hmm. escalators of wonder, mm-hmm. I should say, there's elevators there too, but those escalators. Elevator, escalator. The escalators from Mickey and Friends parking garage are, 
you know, they're, they're not like normal escalators where you go up and then get on, go up again, get on, go up again. Like at Universal, that's yeah. how their parking garage is. Disney's figured out like which which of the floors people are going to be on. They have ones that like are express elevators. They go, it's great. I like Mickey and Friends. And Good, then, I'm glad. And you come down <laughs> and there's like little Pixar stuff down there. And yeah. you, you get, it's like your first attraction of the day. Yeah, I sure. love it. Okay. So yeah, it was a, it was a, you, you expect but, but, all those people the to walk. The parking trams were not on the escalators. So I'm not, no, they're right at the base. Right. And so th- that extra walk just felt way too far for you. Is that, is that what From Mickey and Friends yeah. to the front of, Dis- of right. Disneyland? Oh, yeah. You'd yeah. have to work out on a Peloton for a while to be able to do that. See, as one who stays at the Spring Hill Suites. Oh, yes. And then walks from the corner edge of Disney's California Adventure all the way over to the main gate. I don't really find that to be a far You don't walk. find that, that, that to be far? No. I, a, I mean, lot of, I, a lot of Disney people would. I think the trams are great. They're the first attraction the of the day for, for day use visitors. Well, we have said that the trams are the first and last attraction that you ride at Disneyland most times. Yeah, that's where you're sleepy and that's it's right. cold at night. I'm glad they're back. Let's talk about another mode of transportation. Okay. Look at We're like moving through the these. The segues stories. are great. You've great. lined Thank these you. up in an order that makes sense. It makes sense, right? A lot of these, uh, yeah. I'm a storyteller. That's the you, reason you, why. You, 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 you built on transportation. You started with a yoga story, built it into a bicycling story, yep. into a tram story. That's right. This is genius at and work And now here. we're going into a Star Cruiser story. Wow. It just went into outer space. It went into outer space. This new segment couldn't get any better. Well, thank you. I'm they gonna... decided to close the hotel. <laughs> no, they, they didn't. To fill it with water. No, they decided to double down on it. Okay, they decided to uh, to incorporate the Halcyon into the original trilogy. And you may be asking yourself, how is that possible? How can you what do that? Do that? That movie was made a long time ago. It was made a long before time themed ago. hotels were even an idea. That is correct. But no feat is too small for the company known as the Walt Disney Company and Lucasfilm, I guess. And Lucasfilm, who is releasing a new Star Wars novel called Star Wars: The Princess and the Scoundrel. Oh, right. Which will follow Han Solo and Princess Leia immediately following Return of the Jedi, and their courtship, their marriage, and their honeymoon aboard the what? Don't say it. Really, the Halcyon. The Halcyon. You, you don't go back to Endor where you kind of like you rekindled it. You found out some stuff. Endor's oh, a no, great no, no. place for a honeymoon. In the Star Wars universe, there's a ship that is a flying hotel. That's right. Called okay. the Halcyon. Called the Halcyon. Which is where Han Solo and Princess Leia spent their honeymoon. According to this book. No, I don't. I don't buy it. That's weird. Do you, I don't picture that being a thing. I don't. I don't picture people in Star Wars going on vacation. I know, right? right? Isn't that a little weird? It feels weird. Like the whole idea that they have this thing and that, like. I got to get off Coruscant. Like, I've been here forever. I got to go somewhere. I just got to go somewhere. The Empire just fell. Yeah. And Princess Leia is was one of the main reasons why the Empire yeah. fell. Someone and say now the she's just reason. like, whew, Calgon, take me away. I, I need a things. vacation. I want to get married and get on a floating starship That's sort that of, I can sleep in. And the idea that... The, that the idea that the Halcyon just sort of has spun up as this pleasure cruise, like has this pleasure cruise always been around? Yeah, through the through the Imperial stormtroopers go there for like R and R. It's like you've done, you did good work. Get Hoth your, was your tough. two weeks off. Your two weeks off. But uh, you know they're talking about that. They're like stormtroopers can't afford doing... that. Six thousand dollars. That's true for three yeah. days. Yeah, no, that's that's upper that's upper echelon. That's gray suit that's, territory. That, that's Imperial Guard territory. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I, I, gotta, I mean, that's been on this Death Star forever. The beds are fine, but I got I got to get I got to get on that Halcyon. Have you heard about it? It's great. Yeah, you got to get promoted if you want to get on that thing. It's so weird. I never think of so. That means somebody in the Star Wars universe calls and makes a, like a, makes a room makes request. A, like they have a travel agent. Yeah. Like what contact. size beds do they have at that Halcyon? Oh, welcome for calling. Thank you so much. That's what that'd be the droid. The travel agent droid would yeah. say that. 
I said, weird. welcome for calling. <laughs> welcome for <laughs> that calling. That droid needs a little reprogramming. <laughs> yeah, he's a glitchy. That droid's vocoder's a little So how up. are they adding this? They're just adding it in the book? They're so, adding it in the book. Oh, let's add a little shot to, to Return of the Jedi. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, they're they're like, let's let's spice this up a little bit. Just get let's in the movies. A little bit. Basically, it says, but happily ever after doesn't come easily. And soon Han and Leia depart their idyllic ceremony on Endor. There you go. Get married on okay, Endor. Okay, good. For their honeymoon. Ugh, I don't know that a marriage on a moon counts. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I'm not saying they weren't ever legitimately married. I'm just saying, I don't know that that counts. The Halcyon picks up on the forest moon of Endor? Of course it does, yeah. The Ewoks are, they, they go on didn't, vacation all the time. Didn't the Empire build the second Death Star over on Endor because nobody knew where it was? Yeah, because it was hidden. And they also run into a Monsters Incorporated problem with the Halcyon Hotel. Is like, how do you, you, you got to be able to have room types for a variety of different beasts and monsters and humanoid life forms. And you stuff all get like the that. same. It's all the same cabin. Yeah. They find themselves on the grandest and most glamorous stage of all, the Halcyon. Yeah. A luxury vessel on a very public journey to the most wondrous worlds in the galaxy. Their marriage and the peace and prosperity it represents is a lightning rod for everyone in the galaxy, including Imperial remnants still clinging to power. Right on. I love that. You I do. love that idea because I love that somebody was like, uh, nobody wants to stay at our hotel. Can we put it in the, the movie that made it? Can we just put it what we just What we just put it in the old movies? Yeah, go How ahead. we just do another special edition? Go can ahead. we just do that? Yep, you can do that. Uh, now, really? Because it's, it, it's not a real spaceship. It's a hotel in no, Florida. No, put it in. I said put it in. <laughs> it will solve all of our problems. People are canceling their reservations left and right. Can we get, get it in Luke? the movies. Let's, can we get Luke in there too? Can we have Luke meet and greets? It's crazy. I it love it. It is a little crazy. Now, Star Wars fans are not happy about this. Because, oh, you don't say? Yeah, I mean, can you can you imagine? Uh, one of the reasons why they're not happy, though, is because the the story of Han and Leia's marriage was already covered in a book. Yeah, that's right. It's called The Courtship of Princess Leia that was released. Not The Princess and the Scoundrel. Not The Princess and the Scoundrel, but The Courtship of, of, the courtship of Princess Leia was released in 1994. We already talked about this. Not on this show, but in the world. The, the world, world that we're talking about. I don't with buy this Han before. gets married, A and B. He's, he's the elopen type, man. Nah, he gets married. He yeah. just gets, he doesn't, it doesn't make a big show. He of doesn't it. want a big show. He of convinces it. Leia, don't make a big the show. One, of the, the one, the, the metal procession at the end of A New Hope, that was the only time he ever wants to be in a situation like that. Only, he's, that, those are as many eyes as he's ever yeah. had on him. At you one can tell time. he's uncomfortable. He's shifty. Very he's like, where do I put my hands? What do I do with these? What do I do with these? Normally I'm blasting. Normally I'm blasting people. What do I do? I'm very fidgety. Yeah, the fact that he's standing like it's straight up and down like a metal pole yeah. as opposed to his like, you know, uh, V-shaped stance with his loosey-goosey yeah. uh, blaster, uh, whole, you know, blaster. What am I trying to say? What's this motion I'm making right now? That's a that's a blaster twirly. That's it. The blaster twirly. So, uh, yeah. Anyways. Very so right, anyways, right. yeah. They, they, so that's what's going on. Halcyon's uh, becomes canon via a book. That's right. Okay. Do you think the Halcyon will have a honeymoon suite that will then have... Some sort of Easter egg, like cinnamon rolls, cinnamon buns on there. Something, yeah, something like that. Some yeah. sort of cinnamon, cinnamon rag. That's what I just said. Yeah, cinnamon rag. Some sort of cinnamon rag. Uh huh. That is a nod to Han, their Han wedding night. Han. I don't want to have anything to do with Han and Leia's wedding suite. And their cinnamon rags. I don't know what they do behind, you know, blast blast shields, blast doors. I don't know, and I don't need to know. Don't need to know. I can fill in the blanks because of Kylo Ren, but that's all I need. I don't need to stay in their honeymoon suite. I say we close that. We retire that like a jersey in whatever sports. Oh, they do that, that there is a honeymoon suite, but, but it's you like can't permanently stay there. closed. You can't yeah. stay there. 
there. It's like it's in honor of. Okay. Stuff happened in there. We still haven't gotten it we all don't repaired. We haven't gotten, we we haven't gotten we didn't. They checked out and we left the door shut. <laughs> Whatever. It all has to get cut out. No, it's all it's staying a family in. Family friendly podcast. Let's talk about Star Wars and where it goes in yeah. the future. There is a rumor right now. Uh, Vanity Fair reporter Joanna Robinson uh, was on a podcast last week where she spoke about a new Star Wars rumor. So rumor mm. and speculation, which we are not above talking about. No, not at all. Where she said that there is a new Star Wars trilogy in development that will focus on the new Order of the Jedi. Unknown right now whether Ray Finn and Poe would return. Yeah. But that's the direction of Star Wars, the Star Wars franchise. None of this seems surprising to me. Does it seem surprising to you in any way? This is a new series. A new series. No, it's that is fine. not uh, that is is divorced from the Skywalker series, but would be an episode ten, for example. Yeah, no, that sounds about right. We're Jedi. We're Jedi lean right now. The Jedi's went through a rough transition, and so I, it would make sense to bring it bring it back up. Yeah. So. How do you? How do you? I wonder if this is even worth uh, a separate episode in of itself. But like, where do you go? with an episode 10 now that you have brought the star wars saga up to the heights of what episode nine was yeah right you know i i i don't even know what you would i feel like you would have to go with the complete opposite you'd have to go very very bare bones very stripped down a very personal story uh-huh. in order Still to be able to build the, the, the conflict that, back up. that timeline like go forward in time. I think so. I think this that's what they're, they're they're indicating that it would be going forward in time and focusing on the new order of the Jedi, presumably established by Ray or some other Jedi that exists out there that we don't know of something like that. Yeah. I, I think you can go uh broom boy and just, Oh gosh. <laughs> what happened just there? Let's move on to the next just, story. You just just, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Okay, I don't want to talk about this anymore. I don't want to talk about or broom boy. Soup, soup, super prequel. Uh, like no, real, like real, a high Republic thing. No, you like, can't do that. Why not? I mean, you could do that, but they're already doing that in mixed media right now. Oh, I so kind of like this idea of doing the high Republic stuff. Like go early, go hunger. They games. got a bunch of whole, they got a whole book series about that right now. Nobody reads books though. Scott, what do you do about that? Make them into movies. There you go. Ah, I figured it <laughs> there out. There we are. This is with, now we know that uh-huh. we are a primarily a Disney Star Wars and nostalgia based podcast. Primarily, that's what we are. That's what we are. Did you hear the DeLoreans getting re released as an electric car? It is. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That makes me that happy. Was, that was a little nostalgia hit for you. There was a DeLorean that was for sale down the street from me when I was 15 years old. Did you think it was the Back to the Future car, or could you process that I this knew was... that it was a DeLorean. Yeah. I mean, it was the Back to the Future car, but I knew it was a DeLorean. Yeah. A John DeLorean. DeLorean Motor Company vehicle. That's right. I knew that. And it was for sale. And I remember at that time talking to my dad was like, could we buy that? Why, why can't we could buy we, that? Like, why, why wouldn't why we? Why wouldn't we buy that? Do you see how the doors open, Dad? They open like a spaceship. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's wrong with you? You saw Back to the Future. You have a job, don't you? You know I don't have a, a job. Machine. You have a job. We go over there. We offer that you guy money. You use the money from the job that you earn. <laughs> you buy this car for us. That's why you work. You worked on the off chance that the someday- whole reason. The whole reason you've been put on this earth to earn this money was so that you could buy us a DeLorean. <laughs> so what happened? We never bought it. Ah, I know. Somebody else didn't. He's happy right I now. I know. He's so happy yep. right now. Well, I'm happy to hear the DeLoreans, the DeLoreans being reintroduced. That makes me really yeah, happy. Yeah, as an electric car. Is it gonna be like a? It's gonna be like a vanity car, though. We can never afford one of these, could we? Yeah, I don't. I don't know how much they're gonna cost, but they're gonna have the gold wings and and the whole thing. Oh, so cool. Let me ask you a question. Okay. If you could afford a robot police officer to patrol whatever place you want, I mean, out front of my house sounds great. Where'd I already you have do that? that though. Ring. I got ring. I got ring. Yeah, ring. You don't the need it, but you don't need so a, many rings. Robot. You don't need a robot police. I called car. customer service at Ring, and I was like, "What's the max number of cameras that I can have hooked up to my network?" What they tell and you? They were like seventy-two, and I was like, eh, "Just a shade under." 
something to shoot for. Yeah. That's what you said. Could I, if I could get a RoboCop to patrol? I don't think that goes well. There's a, there's, there's some, there's some uh, software bugs. With a the non-lethal. First one. Oh, a non-lethal RoboCop. one. Sorry, but I missed that yeah, part. Non-lethal okay. RoboCop. Uh, Six Flags, Magic Mountain, purchased an artificial intelligence-driven security guard robot. That's a big phrase that I just said. Yeah, it is. And uh, the Romeo security robot, Romeo, R-O-A-M. Yeah, what does it stand for? Well, no, I think it's just Rome, R-O-A-M-E-O, Romeo. I don't think it stands for like Captain EO, but moving around. No, no, like Rome, like you move around. So it stands for robot operated. No, 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 like it's like Romeo, like Romeo and Juliet, but instead it's spelled R-O-A-M. I get it, I get it. It's like 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 the verb. Capulet Security System 2000. I love it. Yep, that's exactly what it is. Great. uh, It is a uh, autonomous robot that will patrol Magic Mountain's uh, property Nice. And basically be a mobile closed security system. <laughs> in the, the crime bed that is Santa Clara. That's right. Santa Clarita. That's right. Yeah. And it will be able to identify trespassers in restricted areas. Oh, yeah. Uh, it will not respond to infractions. AKA joggers and yoga enthusiasts. <laughs> Just joking. Joggers. Uh, it won't respond to infractions, so it will not enforce the law. Yeah. Like RoboCop would. Right. Uh, but it will alert the authorities so that they can enforce the it's law. It's like a Roomba, but for it's security. It's like a giant Roomba. That's it's what this thing looks Roomba, like. Yeah. This thing looks like a five-foot-tall Roomba. Look, I know that Santa Clarita has crime. I'm fully aware of this. Sure. But also, it's kind of a drive from, like, L.A., so I think it gets who's off. Who's committing crimes like, there? Gonna, like, do you want to do, 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 do you want to go effort? do some stuff in Santa Clarita? It's like, no, sit in that traffic. You don't know if you're going to hit it on the way there or the way back, so no. It's also super hot. Yeah, in Santa it's so it's like, why would I even want the to only reason crime? to be there is if you're already there. And if you're already there, there's no reason to go there. So I don't hot. think they need a security robot. Well, they do. At they six do. flags. Let me tell you what this thing can do. Yeah. Tell me it can hop curbs. Okay. It can climb hills in the rain, okay. identify vehicles, license plate numbers and people. And it can check photo IDs. And then just for customer service as a touch screen that can give you information about park availability, hours, purchase. Tra- but okay. So, but if you're, if you're in engaging with this robot in a customer service fashion, getting robot, you've made, you did your ID and then you're using the touch screen to get some information. And then like a hot crime is happening somewhere else. Does it go like, please excuse <laughs> like this show will start when it starts. Please pause. I will be back. <laughs> we'll be back. I have to attend to a crime. In pro- there is a crime in progress. I must leave now. You're like, hold on. I wish it would talk. It doesn't talk. Listen, I'm showing you a picture of what the security robot looks like. Oh, you have to subscribe to what plan is best for you. I would go with the cheapest one until you're sure you like it. Let me see. Let me see this thing. It looks like Rosie the robot from Jetsons. Taking a nap, though, huh? Taking a nap. All right. This thing is enormous. I just thought it was interesting to talk about, Rita. I feel like, like once you post that as a news story... Then people are going to want to take a selfie with it, and the odds of it absolutely ru- odds of it running you over, or being able to do any actual business, go way down. So it's, I don't think this it, is it a real story. It basically just gets locked. It gets locked in one space because people yeah. keep on going to. It's an elaborate it. selfie droid. Yeah, right on. That can't be all the news. Uh, I saw the two most important trailers, uh, the commercials during the Super Bowl. I saw the the Disney Goat commercial. Yes, which had okay. a bunch of Disney properties attached to goats, which was hilarious. Uh-huh. Uh, I thought that was funny. It was cute. I don't remember seeing that. Are you serious? I feel, like I, I feel like I watched a different Super Bowl than everybody else. You must have. Because I don't remember. Did yours have a flying brown ball in the air or like a, a black circular thing sk- skidding across the ground? You know, you it, must- was, it was football. I oh, mean, okay. it was people were kicking the ball. Ooh. And it was like on a big field. Yeah, yeah. 
right? Was the ball uh, checkered or was it, was it like more... a checkered ball? Okay, no, I think yeah, I think we did watch a different. Okay, all right, just <laughs> you didn't okay. see the Disney goat commercials where I they didn't. did like a bunch of different properties, but they were all goat. They were all like attached no, to I goat. didn't see this. I it was to cute. See yeah, yeah, it was cute. Uh, and then what was the trailer that we were just talking about? Jurassic Park Dominion. Yes, with think about that. Yeah, with everybody. Excited. Yeah, very excited. With well, have not, you seen a Jurassic Park not movie? Not Nedry because he's he's not di- here. Anymore. He's not here. He's not with us anymore. Yeah. But basically, everybody that they could bring back, they, they did, did bring back. I've got to tell you. Did it work for you? Oh, it totally the worked trailer? for me. It worked for me as closure. They're billing it as the mm. last one they're ever going to make, which I'm like, true? no. It's not a chance, right? <laughs> no, there's money, they'll yeah. make it. But they, it's very cute the way they're billing it, very sweet the way they're billing it. It's the last Jurassic Park. Yes. Everybody's back together. Like, we promise you should definitely go to the theater to see Please this. Please go see this. And I'm like, I'm, I am going to. I, it worked for me. I yeah. mean, it was, my first thought was like, man, Force Awakens really knew how to do this. Yeah. Like, Force Awakens set the stage for how do you bring back the old cast to reunite with the new cast to do sort of like a soft reboot or a closing of the yeah, story, whatever their trailers it is. show just enough Force show Awakens just to enough. just be like, dude, I'm so into this. And I think when we, we have seen a lot of nostalgia based trailers come out over the past couple of yeah. years, uh, you know, just this year alone, you have Ghostbusters and Matrix, re, uh, Matrix, whatever, Matrix Forgettable. Yeah. And, uh, and now Jurassic Park where you're like, yep, it's good to see these people back on the screen again, reprising their roles. I am excited. I, I, am excited I didn't too. think I would be excited about this, but I'm looking forward to this. And I love seeing, you know, Sam Neill and Dinosaur, Dinosaur Ellie, Lady, Ellie, Ellie, whatever. Ellie her Slater. Name. Yeah. Ellie Slater. Whatever her name is. She's uh, great. And Jeff Goldblum. Yes. And, you know, sharing the same spot as everyone's favorite rogue. Owen Grady. Is that his name? Yeah. Chris, I don't know what his Chris last name Pratt's is. But yeah. character. Uh-huh. And Bryce Dallas, Bryce Dallas Howard's character, Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah. I'm excited. I think we should go see I it. I too. I think we should go see it at your theater and really get into it. You should cosplay. Great. Who am uh, I going to cosplay as? I think you should go as one of the vehicles. You should go as the, the truck, the Cherokee, Jeep Cherokee. Ah, uh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll go as a... Uh, or I could go as I'll the... I'll go lo- as the night vision goggle. <laughs> I was going to say, I could go as the lawyer who, <laughs> yeah. who uh, hid in the... Uh, yeah. Hid in the... the uh, uh, go, outhouse. You should go as the lawyer. Oh, the goat. Yeah. The no, goat the goat's eaten the guy That would be good. Yeah. Yeah. Or you could go as the lawyer on the toilet. On the toilet. Yeah. yeah I'll just have, scene. I'll, I'll strap a toilet to my to my bottom. Yeah. Well, good. Yay. Fantastic. Let's get out of this news, you say, and uh, do a little reading. Any any book you might want to want to read from? I would love to read from a very particular book. Oh, good. A what? book that features the most notorious bounty hunter in the galaxy. Oh, uh, Clint Eastwood biography. Uh, the good, the bad, and the, the good, boba-y. The bad, and the boba Yeah. When we come back, yeah. we're going to be doing a medium dive. We're going to be doing a Scarlet... Scarlack. <laughs> we're going to do a Scarlet Johansson Sarlacc pit a dive. Scarlet Johansson back dive. Into the Sarlacc pit of the yep. Book of Bubba Fett. Stay tuned. Coming up right after... Time. Cranberry healthy mix time. Only 160 calories. 46 of those are protein. Omega 3 deluxe mix. A blend of cranberries, walnuts, pepitas, oh, almonds. Yeah. How did these end up here instead of cookies? Exactly. I forgot to pack dinner. You forgot to pack. This is your dinner? Oh, man. I feel those omega 3s coursing through my veins. You feel that? Right you feel mm-hmm. like that? Mm hmm. Mm. Was, omega three. I was only doing the I was doing the omega twos for a long time, mm-hmm. and then I felt like I could use one more omega. 
I did the twos for a while, and then I was just like, I'm so used to these. Yeah. yeah Give the, me one more Omega. Just, <laughs> yeah. Take this Omega, add Omega to it. I need another Omega, and I need it fast. That's what I said. No, these are perfect for that. Shall we talk? It's the book of Boba Fett. What if they did a Boba Fett, like, 80s sitcom theme song? That's what I want to see. Oh, my gosh. What if they just did the book of Boba Fett, but with laugh tracks? That would be amazing. Yes. yes they just... We need, but, but, we need but like an a 80s gro- opening would be great. Yeah, like a Growing Pains or, or Perfect Strangers type of opening. Yes. And then going into one of the scenes with Book of Boba Fett with a laugh track. Put Captain Solo in the cargo hold. This job isn't always pretty. What if he doesn't survive? Just keep moving. He's worth a lot to me. Just keep moving. Just keep moving. We need an 80s opening to Book of Boba Fett that's horrible. Oh, an oil painting of Boba Fett. That'd There's be good. Like a lot of like, you mm-hmm. know, like hijinks. I think like uh, maybe uh, Boba Fett goes into a cupboard and all of a sudden like he tries to open up a box of cereal <laughs> yeah. and then it just sprays yeah. all over him. He goes him. into a Sarlacc pit and like his armor is not in there, but it is in there. And he's like, oh, oh that's <laughs> right. The Jawas took it. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about Book of Boba Fett. Okay, let's talk about it. <laughs> so seven chapters, aka episodes, for those of you new to Star Wars series of the Book of Boba Fett. This was the first Star Wars TV spin-off, right? From the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian birthed the Book of Boba Fett. Okay. Using the you're using the word spin-off there to refer to it spinning off from the Mandalorian, which was a spin-off from Boba Fett, which was a spin-off from New Hope into Empire Strikes Back into a bounty hunter that wears cool armor into the Mandalorian that wears cool armor that then spun off the show that it itself was spun off again. Is that what you meant? Oh, retracing the history of Boba Fett in this episode? I didn't realize <laughs> yeah, that. No. But seriously, Mandalorian spun off from from uh, a, a character and then it spun off its show about the character. It is, its it's first, it is the first spinoff from The Mandalorian. Yes. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yes, and it sir. happens to star a character that has been much beloved by Star Wars fans yeah, for the Mandal- over 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah. we couldn't even get into it. We couldn't, I know. We couldn't even true. set it up before uh, the snark started. I know. Yeah, it started a beloved, the most beloved bounty hunter, the coolest armor ever invented. That's right. The the little talking, man of few words. Few words, big action. Lots of ways, of apparently, of dispatching people, mm-hmm. some of which are frowned upon by even the most nefarious leaders of the galaxy, Boba Fett. A character who fans have just developed this rabid love for. Yeah, tattoo. You get tattoos. People know the tattoos. what his symbols are. They get the Wookiee scalps. Everything. People the, love Bubba Fett. Building cosplay. Yeah. Uh, writing fanfic. Making movies. Yeah. About what happened to Boba Fett. Yeah. Insisting that Boba Fett never was killed in the Sarlacc pit, but in fact escaped the Sarlacc pit. Yeah. A giant mystery surrounded him yeah, until he was reintroduced into Mandalorian season two. That's right. Uh, which we had mixed reviews on, mm-hmm. uh, mixed feelings on. You are a Boba Fett fan. Oh, huge. Yeah. And I <clears throat> and I am a Boba Fett fan, but I insist he was dead. In the he was Star good. Life. Yeah. He served his purpose. Served you his really purpose. enjoyed when he was in the movie for the times that he was. And what a great way to because the character, I think, in your opinion, tell me if I'm wrong, that, that character is 
is so cool, but the, the coolness of it is, is limiting because he can't talk a whole lot. He can't, yes. You can't know too much about him. So it's really is fitting that you got to get him on screen, get that cool stuff in there. And then you'd really do need to dispatch like the honorable thing to do is dispatch him. So the mystery will remain forever. The reason why he is so cool is because of the mystery. Right. If you start to uh, unpack that. Hey, he's just um, like you and I. Yes. If you start taking off that helmet. Yeah. If you start getting into understanding what really makes him tick, exactly, uh, he becomes a lot less interesting. I I always thought so. I absolutely said, he's leave presented an empire as 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 an ice cold de- disintegrating killer. Yeah, so leave him that way. Or if you're going to make stories surrounding him, make sure that they are up until he buys it in the Sarlacc pit. The exchange between Darth Vader and Boba Fett in the no disintegrations. Yes. This comes off as if this has been a request of Darth Vader that's been ignored several times. Correct. He's not like, hey, I don't know or, I don't know if you have disintegration technology. If you do, I'd appreciate it if you didn't use it. It's like, dude, I've told you. I'm telling you, don't do it. This time it's important. That, I know I've asked you before. Well, I was going to say, it's that. So the relationship between Vader and Boba Fett is interesting because... He speaks to Boba Fett directly. Yeah. So you'd assume they've had a relationship with each other. Yeah. And so he knows, like, listen, I'm hiring you again. Yes. Don't do it. I know you normally do disintegrations. I'm saying, not this time. Yeah. Or he is so renowned throughout the galaxy. He is so feared throughout the galaxy. I know this is what you do. I'm telling you, you got to do something different this time. And then he's introduced into the Mandalorian. Yeah. And I thought, all right, fine. They're bringing Boba Fett back. And then when they brought him back in Mandalorian, I was like, I like the way they're bringing him back. It's okay. He's got, he comes back. He's got that, the robe. Big and robe. Big robe. Big gaffy stick. Tusken Raider gaffy stick. He knows how to use that thing. He's lethal with it. Yeah. He gets his armor back. He sort if of. If you squint, it could be Game of Thrones on a deserted, on a desert planet. Could be. Big robe. Like winter's coming. It's like, I don't know, man. There's a lot of sand there. Bald pasty guy. Yeah. It all works. Great. I did not want Boba Fett to be reintroduced. The way they reintroduced him, I thought, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. Let's see where this goes. I'm excited to see this. End of Mandalorian season two. We have a um, incredible crescendo with uh, yeah. Luke Skywalker showing up. Blew us all away. I remember calling you and saying, like, I cannot believe what I just saw. I can't believe it either. And you said, did you see the tease? Did you see the end yeah. credits? And I said, what? Yeah. And I didn't. And then I watched it and they reintroduced Book of Boba Fett. Or they reintroduced Boba Fett. He kills Bib Fortuna. He sits on Jabba's throne, and it says, "Book of Boba Fett, December twenty very Godfathery, mobby looking pose there." And yeah, and I was excited. I was, yeah, let's do this. I, um, I was not in favor of Boba Fett. Not could not be more in favor of Boba. Yeah, Fett. probably, probably the probably the uh, series, probably the episodes are gonna be filled with a lot of that kind of stuff. That Bib Fortuna killing, taking over, being a being a bad ruthlessness, be just yeah, doing whatever be filled it takes with ruthlessness. Right. It would just would have been like, and 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 that's what we were told was that this was gonna be Fennec Shand and Boba Fett operating in a territory that was once controlled by Jabba the Hutt, and they are they are struggling to keep their stranglehold on the underground. Uh, uh, organized crime yeah. of Tatooine. That's what, totally. we, that's what we were told. It doesn't feel like any crime is really underground in Tatooine. It sort of feels like well, all that's crime. Well, a lot above, above ground above, What we'd call there are above ba- ground. There are not basements in Tatooine. Yeah. It's just, just too sandy. There's not a black market. There's just the market. There's the market. My preference for a Boba Fett series would be off Tatooine in the Empire era, you know, a younger Boba Fett, pre-Sarlacc Pit, those types of stories. So when I knew I was getting this post-Sarlacc, older Boba Fett, 
if you really do, that was a very cool scene. I was more moved that he killed Bib Fortuna because I was like, well, Bib Fortuna's still alive. Yeah, and, right. And, and he's fat. And yeah, yeah. And so I was like, so I was more surprised by that. But that that scene is very, at the end of uh, Mandalorian, that scene is very stark of people. There's nobody around. Yeah, right. And you think like, well, it's a, this is a promotional poster shot, so that's why there's not people there. But then you find out as you get in, a bit, uh, there's, there's really nothing's going on at Java Palace. It's the most boring place you could it ever be. It is a very boring place. To be. I yeah. don't know why anybody wants that palace it's there like, nobody think ben fortuna was the only person living in so that really palace. it's a it's really a love story to empty nesters that that job is palace, what you man. Can get. Yeah. once the kids are out you have this much space again so i didn't have high hopes i didn't love the mandalorian i thought that crescendo was uh was really neat and and fun and such a wonderful for a star wars fan to get to experience luke in that way again yeah. so i was like i will forgive that a lot of the mandalorian episodes for me were kind of ho-hummy because it, it, it built to something that yeah. was really yeah. moving as a star wars fan and i hope they do that and we talked about it earlier like and, that's the plan with Bubba Fett and felt natural I would say the yeah. end of Mandalorian felt natural yeah it made sense uh, with the dark saber with Grogu and with Luke and, with and Luke. all this stuff that yeah. all made sense uh, and so so with Book of Boba Fett I thought we were going to be getting I, I was hoping that we were not going to get Ma- the Mandalorian again right I was hoping we were going to get more of a godfather in space type of story organized crime political maneuvering with an incredibly ruthless will do anything character yeah and then the Book of Boba Fett airs. Yeah. And it was supremely not that. I also totally. thought, I, w- I should also say, I also thought, and I don't know why I was thinking this, but th- calling it the Book of Boba Fett implied to me that there that would be almost like an anthology series. Totally, there yeah. chapters <laughs> of his life, both, you know, with Fennec Shand, I guess something around where we see him at the end of The Mandalorian, but also things that led up to where he was. So- I imagine that one episode was going to be him getting out of the Sarlacc. It was just that was going to be thirty minutes of that sort of struggle. Fifty-eight minutes. I could see fifty-eight minutes of that. That's what I can watch. The struggle of him getting out. Right. Yeah. Turns out it's just a it's a really dope sounding alliteration. Somebody said book of of Boba Fett in a meeting somewhere, and they were like, "Whoa, oh, we should call it that." Have anything to do with the show? Not really, but it sounds amazing. What do you think the show's gonna be about? Like pretty much like everybody that's on Tatooine will just yeah. like do a different episode. There's going to be a lot of sands and we're bringing that robe back for 90% of the episode. What does this have to do with Boba Fett? It has nothing to do, but do you see how that feels coming like, off your tongue? Book, Book of, of Boba, Boba Fett. Fett. It sounds amazing to say. It's fun to say. Feel all those bees. <laughs> yeah, Feel man. all of that. It's, it's great. Uh, I would like to go through each episode. I have the Wikipedia summary for each episode. Oh, good. Yeah. We could go through that really quickly. Blaze. Let's blaze through it and then just say, like, where are we? Where are we in uh, in this show as we're watching it in terms ups of and like, ups and Let's downs? Let's go on a vibograph of the Book of Boba Fett, starting with season one, episode one, chapter one, Stranger in a Strange Land. Boba Fett barely escapes from the Sarlacc that swallowed him and is left for dead by the Jawas who steal his Mandalorian armor. He's captured by Tusken Raiders and fails to escape their camp. Five years later, Fett and Fennec Shand have taken control of Jabba's criminal empire. They receive tribute from a local dignitaries and gain service of two Gamorrean guards. Then they get ambushed by assassins who they fight off. Shand captures one of the assassins and uh, the guards take an injured Fett to the palace and put him in a back to tank for healing. Fett then remembers his time with the Tuscans. That opens up. That is our premiere episode of the Book of Boba Fett. How are you feeling as you're watching this thing? 
Uh, I'm feeling like, oh my gosh, we're back on Tatooine. Another, another, this must be incredibly easy to put into Unreal oh Engine gosh, because yeah, right? there's like another one of these just like very stark. Uh, yeah, there's two ways to feel like something is small. One is to be in a small room and the other is to have so much just sort of generic open space yeah. that it feels small. Yeah. And they, they went that direction. So I started feeling like that the, the plotting was clumsy and I was confused and so I was bummed about that. Some of the dialogue is cheesy. The the, the Tuscan Raider thing I felt like I'd seen before mm-hmm. already. Mm-hmm. Not nothing felt really compelling to me. A lot of the, the so I don't know it was just coming off of me very flat. I was very confused. I was waiting for it to ramp up and just all of the motivation of Boba, Boba, Boba Fett, all of his motivation to me was just, I wasn't sure where it was coming from. I yeah. don't know who this guy is, why he's acting the way then. I have no idea just what's driving this person. I'm just being fed a series of events that should, therefore, if I'm just being fed events, feel cool. And none of them felt cool. None of them felt cool. I agree. This first episode ended and I was like, huh. Yeah. Okay. I really feel like this should have been... I felt like this should have ended in a way that made me go, whoa, that was awesome. Okay, I, I just waited wait through an more. hour of black melon hunting. It's like, it's really boring, right? If you're a Tuscan Raider and they're like, hey, can you go out and find the black melons? Like the little things hiding in the sand, like literally the definition of a needle in a haystack. It's like, yeah, yeah can you go do that for us? That's the worst day. That's the worst job that you can maybe get. Maybe not the worst one. But then to make that a central part of your entertainment television right. show <laughs> doesn't make a lot of watching sense. Watching guys dig in sand. Basically. Do you get that this is really boring? I'm like, yeah, because I'm really bored. Well, here's the other interesting thing that I felt about this episode in particular was we start off with Boba Fett in the Sarlacc. Yeah. And again, there has been 40 years of speculation, fan stories, expectation of seeing Boba Fett be freed from the Sarlacc. And this event is finished in five minutes. Yeah. Five minutes of, of a very, very important and pivotal moment in this character's, you know, mythos entirely. And it's so quickly dispensed with, it's sort of shocking to me. Yeah. That he blasts out of it, he falls on top of the sand, Jawas take his armor, and now we're into we're we're into this series where it's like they so quickly moved away from the Sarlacc and was just like, well, we got to get into this story. We can't worry about the thing that yeah. people have been wanting there's only, to see. I think from a storytelling, but there's only two ways to handle that. Either his struggle out of the Sarlacc is one of epic proportion. It's much worse than we could have imagined yeah. in there. Anything you've thought in the last 40 years of what it's like in there, it's worse. And only somebody like Boba Fett uh, has, you know, all the skills and all the things Which necessary. Which they absolutely could have done. Yeah, that's one way to go. You go that, like that is, is a huge deal. And this is like a man of fortitude and ingenuity to get out of that that's one way you could have gone the other way you could have gone is that falling in the sarlacc pit was no big deal it cost him something of his merely armor inconvenience. there was yeah merely inconvenience. he takes some special part of his armor puts it in there holds his hand together and blasts out of there like a superhero yeah uh, he waits for the right amount of time so people don't come looking for him but it's either either the guy's so amazing that it's trivial and it's like wow that was cool or it's like wow that was crazy that was a crazy fight they yeah. just sort of went middle in the, uh, the road of like i don't know it doesn't look that bad in there like it looks cozy i, I guess didn't know other was... people got that stormtrooper didn't do so well but i guess other people can get out of here. <laughs> yeah it seems like yeah that you can just move around can he climb up on those little things yeah, if i'm trying right. to figure ways out yeah like it just didn't it didn't work for me at all did not work at all for me and then they introduced the flashback to sequences as we we coined right. by the way Oh yeah, the flashback to yeah, the flashback to sequences, yeah. and and so we get to see the, is that is that trending anywhere on Instagram or Twitter? It should be. It should be. It should be. We I need a shirt that says flashback. We should. It happened in a flashback to. 
that plays on all sorts of levels because the whole episode happens in a flashback to, and it happened in a flash. And then we do like a Rodney Danger, a, a, a Boba Fett in Rodney Dangerfield sort of garb, and we make a flashback to school. Yeah, flashback to school and with Ladybug soccer players. There you go. <laughs> I yes. love it. Yes. We're on the next episode, chapter two, Tribes of Tatooine. Yeah. Fett and Shand interrogate the captured assassin who claims to have been hired by another person, the mayor of Mos Aspa. The people that work for the mayor's office seem to have all gone to the same acting school, which was like close, close enough. Camp. The, camp the, they went to the same camp act, acting school. Camp acting school. Yeah, at yeah. camp acting school, which is a summer camp as well. So, so I heard if I go to camp acting school, I just get, I get in Book of Bubba Fett, like guaranteed. 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 Yeah, it's part guaranteed. of it. Yep. So this could be pretty expensive. No, it's sixty nine dollars ninety nine cents. But you're guaranteed. You are guaranteed. You're, you're, in, you're, sag, you're, you're gonna get your SAG card right SAG away. SAG card, and you go right to the Book of Bubba oh, Fett. Yeah, for I don't love the mayor's dollars? office. Yeah. No, the the mayor's the entire mayor's office is absurd the mayor denies that uh he she it set up uh any type of hit on fett uh and then suddenly we get the introduction of two of jabba's cousins known as the twins Mm -hmm. who want to claim jabba's throne for themselves they arrive with the wookiee bounty hunter uh chrysanthemum yeah and then we have a flashback to uh, where he remembers the tuscans teaching their style of combat this is the this is the season the 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 episode where the Tuscans accept Fett into their tribe by shoving a lizard up his nose oh, and making right. him go and cut down a tree to build his own gaffy stick. Yes, that happens in yes, another. Yes, that happens in another movie. What is the one where it goes up his nose? Is that Matrix? What is that? A lizard goes up someone's nose for him to find no, a tree. It's like a little thing, and it's uh, is that Terminator? Is it something with Arnold? Total Recall. He Total pulls Recall a, pulls the thing out. Yes, of his nose. that reminded me of Total Recall. Yes. That, that whole lizard thing, which was also ridiculous. Where am I at on this? I'm uh, I'm doubling down right now on my uh, on my my distaste for this series at this yes. point in time, and I'm thinking I know that I I know now that I'm going to watch every episode because this is. Uh, is I don't understand what's happening here. I don't understand the writing. I understand the motivation. I don't understand the acting choices, the dialogue, the plot progression. I don't understand any of this. So I'm going to keep watching it because certainly I kept asking myself this question. They, they'll never do this again. They 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 have to see this episode and realize that this is awful. This is a mistake. They'll never do the flashback right. to Tank again. There were so many things like that in this in this series where I was like, well, they'll never do that again. They'll certainly never. Like I, I can I can take it to Vegas and bet on. It's not there's like there's no way. There's no way they would do an episode that didn't have the main character in it for the entire thing. No, you, they couldn't they do they that. Couldn't. It's it was, called the Book of Boba it's Fett. Never happened in the history of television. No, you would, you would never do this. Yeah, never happened. So, I kept so you're like you're going to keep watching this. I'm going to keep watching this because I. Know these are just mistakes, and now that they've seen them, they'll never let this happen again. I thought, okay, I'm watching this episode. Uh, there's a lot here that is I am not interested in. Yeah. All this Tuscan Raider stuff, I do not care about in any way. Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, they're just trying to dispense with this stuff. Yeah. Surely they're going to be getting away from this. And they spend the majority of the time on the Tuscan Raider stuff, and they end it with this sequence that I could only describe as preposterous <laughs> and absurd. Yeah for Boba Fett to go through. And it was like, I cannot believe that this made it through the writer's room. I cannot believe this is where you and I started talking about little Johnny Favreau Jr. Yeah, this can't have been written by this professional can, writers. There's no way by, that people that love Star Wars understand the source material and whose job it is to tell a story. There's no way they're like, this is good. We broke this story. This is good enough. People will love this. It's, it, it, it's, I, I just, I'm stammering because again, it's so, it was so bad for me yeah. that they took this character that people love. 
I'm not a huge fan of Boba Fett, but people love this character. And they were like, I know how we should end this episode. Let's shove a lizard up his nose. So, and then he'll turn a tree into another stick, into a stick. He'll take a stick and turn it into another stick. And then he'll dance around a fire Uh with his stick. Yeah. Decades. You have to imagine as some level of creative person that you are a writer, you know, just a a thinker uh, that you are and me, myself and I. Think about if you were, if all you were, three of you, all three of us, if you were to go and, and get a get a Hollywood job, a writing job, a Lucasfilm job, wherever, wherever, and you were you were to think like, I mean, it's my first day. I'm excited. I'm writing on Bubba Fett. Like, I'm definitely here's what I'm definitely not suggesting that lizard thing. Remember, I told you about when we were at your birthday party, oh, yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. like, it was yeah. like the stupidest thing, and it wasn't even for Book of Bubba Fett. It was, it was for like, like this crazy idea that <laughs> I had. Crazy idea. Shove a lizard up so, your nose. Like, take down a vision quest. Yeah, I definitely am not going to bring that up. But not only in this world, which is the actual world we live in, that that comes up, and people are like, yes, let's do it. <laughs> we're doing that. Yep, that sounds. You don't want to hear any other ideas? No, we like the lizard. No, thing. you gave us one. <laughs> No, I know, but it was just like my first one. It, was just, it wasn't even my best one. I got a whole notebook the, You were in the bathroom when I said, I know we would never do this, but what? wouldn't it be funny on another show wouldn't that we write? Wouldn't it be funny if? That I was actually pitching that no, as sort of like it. a spinoff from Mickey Mouse's Playhouse. I didn't even, and they're like, no, it's canon it's, now. It's done. That's how, that's, vision questing nose lizards. Also in this episode, I thought, I do not care how Boba Fett got his robes or his gaffy stick. I just assumed he met Tusken Raiders. I didn't need a 40-minute episode dedicated to the origin of his robe is, where, and when, his gaffy stick. When does his robe and gaffy stick become canon? When does that become a thing he has? Mandalorian season two. Okay, that's introduced. what I thought. So yeah. like I so you might you might even not care about that. You just assume he has it. I don't even I don't even think he ever has that stuff. I don't I don't think he's a sentimental guy that way. It just doesn't matter to me. I just yeah. I saw him in Mandalorian and I was like, okay. He met up with Tuskins and he got Dispatched a gaffy them. stick. Got a gaffy stick. He either killed them or they or the, he bought one. I don't know. Doesn't matter <laughs> to me. What I never. Uh, I'm not paying full price. Try again. You guys are out here looking for melon. You're gonna have to do a little bit better than that. <laughs> Just come down a little bit so I don't look silly. I never did. I think. Oh well, I have to find out. And then when I did find out, it was as a result of a lizard being shoved up his nose. Do you think we could do four episodes, four hours of television on how he got that stick? Do you think people will like that? It's worth a shot. It's worth a shot. People are going to watch it one way or the other. What does it matter? Dude, we're on chapter two. We got to speed through this. What happened on three? All right. So chapter three, I'm not going to read the whole thing. Good. Yeah. This is where the- Yeah, that. Do it that way. This is where the mod squad gets introduced. The uh, teenagers who have modifications done to them, and they all drive primary colored Vespas with lots of rear view mirrors on them. Am I- Going crazy because I had, are these not owned by the cast of the Despicable Me? Uh, no, I think they were borrowed from Sesame Street. <laughs> okay, because one of them does have like eleven mirrors on it, right? It's like, like at least eleven mirrors. If you're gonna change lanes, you should be aware of who's in your blind spot. Make sure to double and triple and quadruple and quintuple check before you That's change lanes. That's right. That was that Sesame Street segment. That's right. Segment. This is, uh, again, this is a Robert Rodriguez directed episode. Yes. John Favreau written. John Favreau written, Robert Rodriguez directed episode that introduces uh, who I refer to as the Sesame Street gang. Other people have referred to it as the Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah. The whole a whole book of Bubba Hutt feels very Power Rangers-y. And... I call it the Despicable Me. It looks the like the like Gru or whatever would, would invent like those one things. Of the, one of his, his, it's one of his modes of transportation yeah. around his little lab. I mean, this is the crew that Boba Fett goes to recruit yeah, in order to guys, be on his army. These guys right here with the bikes. This is a, a character 
who worked with bounty hunters such as Den Carr and Zuckus. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Den Carr, the, ba- the bandaged guy. The bandaged guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forlom. Yep. Uh, and uh, Forlom, the bug, bug headed guy. IG 88. The robot guy. The robot guy. Uh, you know, in in extended universe. One of the Bounder Hunters is, is one of those lizard people. Cro- the... Bosk, yes. Bosk, he's yes. A, he's a Trandoshan. Bosk Trandoshan, is a Trandoshan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So they have Trandoshans that they introduce in the Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. And I'm thinking, awesome. Yeah. That means Bosk is going to show up. Right. Spoiler alert, Bosk never shows up. Right. None of the other Bounty Hunters. No, he gets the Sesame Street game. He gets the Sesame Street game. Me and you, you and me doing Bounder Huntering. It's fun. And uh, the, the, uh, yeah. this is also the episode where uh, we get to see Boba Fett fight in his giant back to underpants. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. he, gets, he gets pulled out of the back to tank by Chrysanthemum. Yes. Uh, who apparently is able to sneak into Jabba the Hutt's palace without alerting anyone. Well, there's not a lot of people there. I'm mean, to your point. Yeah, yes. it's pretty empty. Let's and... just put a ring camera on that thing. Yeah, get a couple. Yeah. You can have 71. Yeah. I don't know where that joke was last made, but uh, that's how many you can put on there. Uh, yeah, didn't didn't love three, but at this point in time, I, I'm into it, and I just I you know there's a lot of stuff in my house being you know being you know there's a lot of hand throwing up of just it's come not on, you just like yeah like it can't be the yeah a lot of just like I cannot believe that this is that bad I cannot believe this is written by Favreau I can't <laughs> believe this is not directed via Zoom I think maybe this whole thing this is what happened is it was directed written pitched and stuff via Zoom yeah, with and, a bad connection at that with a bad connection yeah. so there's a lot of stuttering there's a lot of thing and a lot of the time the when they do the share their screen it, it was point, pointing at a poster for some other oh, cool oh, movie oh I'm sorry hold on I gotta correct that <laughs> that's okay we don't need to see it who's got control of this do you have control of this <laughs> a lot of that yeah, yeah a lot of that and so that's how I think Book of Boba Fett was Boba Fett was made was entirely remotely chapter four sees uh it's an it's another flashback to episode. Yeah, flashback to. This is where uh, it's where Fennec Shand gets introduced. Boba Fett rescues Fennec Shand. Says, "I know you. You're a fierce bounty hunter. Will you yes. help me get my fire spray back?" Are there three of the flashbacktas? Do you mean uh, there's a flashbacktas in each episode until oh. we until we get to here? Until oh. we get to here, and then the flashbacktas so, go away. So that would be there's a trifecta of flashbacktas. Uh, a quad a quadfecta. Uh, a flashback quadfecta of, tri- yeah. of tri- okay. Uh, the flashback to us also a lot being, of work for that joke, Scott. Yeah, it was a lot of work. We did a lot, <laughs> a lot, did a lot of, of heavy lifting on that one. Uh, the flashback to serve a storytelling purpose that then just goes away yeah. because they're like, well, we're not doing flashbacks anymore. Now we're up to the present timeline. Yeah. Which begs the question why they did that at all. At all. As opposed to just taking the story where it was and maybe devoting flashbacks to something else. To, yeah, uh, to I just another, don't know that you know, the flashbacks are uh, necessary. Absolutely not necessary. At all. And I think they're actually uh, really confusing in a timeline that's already, most people watching this are, most people don't care what the timeline is. And right. then you do time travel, or time travel stuff via a flashback, right. meaning people aren't sure when this is actually happening. And then people come in mid-episode and they're like, where are we at in this episode? And it's like, well, the episode's on pause while they do this flashback. It's just very confusing. It's very You confusing. have to tell a story like this with this character straight on. Yeah, this non-linear storytelling is just like this doesn't this doesn't these, benefit. These anybody. are already characters people aren't familiar with and a timeline they're not familiar with and so nobody's on that same page run. Tell and it straight anything, ahead. If anything it shows a failure to commit to a story because it's like, well, we don't know if this is we don't know if the present day story is going to land. So let's have absolutely. this let's have yes, this, this flashback story as well and see which one people They should have made with. this whole thing. This whole first season should have just been it's super simple. You just do Ocean's 11 but Boba Fett. That's it. He gets back done. Yeah, all those done. all those guys. He gets back the people you just mentioned, four yes. and they do Ocean's Eleven, 
But then, and then you just say like, we don't even have to write this thing. It's already written. It's written. Is by Clooney itself. available? It's a heist. It's a heist with with Star Wars bounty hunters. Yeah, that <sighs> would have been huge. It would have been huge. Well, we'll get to bounty hunters in a second. Okay, great. But before we get there, we have to get through him getting the slave one back, which he does. Yeah. And then at some point, the 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 twins show back up again. The twins yes. who we are led to believe is like a formidable force. We think like, oh, okay, they're going to be the They've got a lot invested. They're gonna be the adversaries. They're the ones that are going after Jabba's throne. He's standing up to them. The twins then go like, Nope, never mind. We're yeah. not interested anymore. And here's a Rancor for you as a gift. Yeah. And uh Chrysanthemum, who you captured after you had an underwear fight with him, y- you get to keep him too. Yeah, you can have him and you get uh the rancor. You're gonna and, need and that Danny later. Trejo. Big wink. Yeah, wink, <laughs> wink. Yeah, when he goes, uh, can I ride this? Yeah. Will you teach me? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I see where we all see okay. where this is going. We all see where this is going, Boba. Yeah. Also, side note, why does Boba Fett have his helmet off all the time? All the time. All the time. I get it if you're like Bruce Wayne Batman, you have your helmet off when you're in your in your palace and yep. only so your inner circle know what you look like. But when you're walking around the town, put your helmet on, stop yeah. taking it off stop all the time. It. But to be fair, you can put a lot of stuff in that helmet. He carries, carries money coins. in the coins in the helmet. Mm-hmm. You get the helmet and some rancor meat, a little some bit of water. A slurpee, you got, you got giant slurpee. It's like a stew, super big gulp. <laughs> a little, oh, sorry, I stepped on your stew joke. okay. You get a little Boba, Boba Fett. You get a little Mandalorian stew. It's delicious. Chapter five. Yes. Now we have built up a lot of momentum in this show. Oh, we are uh, heavily. Bob's and Bantha's or Bob Sleds and Boba Fett's? Bob Sleds and Boba Fett's. Okay. We've built up a lot of momentum. We've seen where Boba Fett has come from. We the still trials, don't really understand why he's doing what he's doing or his motivation behind it. Or if anybody cares, if anybody in that entire town even cares. We don't know a lot of things, but what we do know is that this story is now on episode five. Yes. And has been set up to be like, okay. This is a seven-episode series. Episode five means we're rounding the corner into Act Three territory. Yeah, Act Three territory. So we've established All the set pieces are ready for the big showdown, right, the big, big showdown. conflict. Boba Fett's gonna get it on. People are probably gonna go to come visit him at that Jabba's palace, and he's gonna be like, "Now's not a good time." A lot of people are thinking, "How is this show gonna wrap up?" Yeah, is this show gonna get any worse? I have to watch the next episode to find out. It's probably just about to get good. It's, it's like on the cusp of, of getting good. This is where it really heats up because they been, only have three more episodes. They only have plenty, they've been playing it real safe. There's been a lot of flashbacks. There's been almost no action. There's been a ton of talking. It seems now. like they talk more than anything else in this movie. Five, six, seven. Fireworks are going to fly. Pew, 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 all day long. Cut hate, to yeah. Mandalorian episode. Oh, wait. That's, that's right. Cut to an entire episode. An entire episode fairly detailed an entire episode oh with a brand new spaceship in it like like a very detailed episode mandalorian gets a new spaceship yeah mandalorian visits friends from his old mandalorian show yeah mandalorian trades his spear in to make a gift for baby yoda that was sweet very sweet yeah little uh a you know little mithril little mithril vest yeah little mithril vest a little grogu a fantastic episode fantastic episode yeah it was fun this is the one where he goes to tatooine is this where he gets the ship built he gets the uh, new naboo starfighter i like that naboo starfighter part probably one of my favorite parts of this episode not necessarily him flying it but i like that they built it i like they fired it up i I wasn't vibing on it yeah i liked it but then i was like okay when the two pilots come up next to him cheese ball city (laughs) 
and great. Yeah, you when like that? I, cheese Ball City, and like when he hits the boosters, and they go like, "How did he jump to light speed?" He didn't. Like yeah. that was just sort of fun. Yeah, with those weren't the guys from the Mandalorian. I think they were. Okay, the Snow Planet episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. The I Snow Planet episode. Okay, or one of them was. Yeah, one of them was. Uh, a great episode. A great episode of the a Mandalorian. Good. Aaron just needs to say this. It was a good episode of the Mandalorian. Of the Mandalorian. A oh, it was terrible a great, episode. Great episode of the Mandalorian. Of the Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Arguably the worst episode of the Book of Boba Fett. Maybe only second to the next episode of. Book yeah, of Boba he was Fett. like when they booked it. He was like, I would love, like, I'd love, I love playing the character. I'm into it. I'm in for Book of Boba Fett. I just have two shooting dates that I can't get to because I'm doing a small little thing downtown. Uh, my my kids have a concert I have to attend. So I just can't. Is that going to be a and problem? And I have a dentist appointment. <laughs> so, and my so, dentist is booked eight months out. He's very, very popular. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm just not going to be there for those two episodes. Is that cool with you? That's cool, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess. Well, why don't we just uh, put a couple episodes of Mandalorian <laughs> we'll just in there? Show, you think people will notice? Nah, they'll be fine. Some people they will all, not. They look pretty much the same. They do. They they do. Pretty much some people will not notice. Do you think some people did not notice? 100%. I promise you. My mom does not watch this, but if my mom were being a good sport and watching the book above it with me, she would have no idea. At this point in the series, I am. I continue to be stunned. Look, do you wear the same shirt every day? No, you change it. So you it makes it. sense that Boba Fett has different outfit. Different outfit. He's exactly. different out- Listen, he had robes at one point. Yep. He was wearing robes. Now he's just in a different thing. He's lost a few pounds. That's right. He looks great. This is the point in the series where I was just like, what is happening? Yeah. What is happening here? What am I watching? It, it is, there is no storytelling at this point. Like storytelling is out the window. We're just like showing vignettes of, yeah. of just characters ideas that we we've like. Yeah. And I think at this point, is when I said to you, I think, nope, it wasn't until the Rancor writing. I knew the Rancor writing was coming. Yeah. And I said, I believe this entire series was based off of 40 years of Boba Fett tattoos. Right. Like, yeah, I that's think how this is it. how this thing was written. Send us your tat. And then they're like, that's an episode. Done. That's an episode. Gaffy stick. Done. Done. We'll do an episode on that. That's great. Awesome. Love it. Luke and Boba Fett together, we'll do that too. That sounds yes. great. That makes sense. And I propose that this entire episode was actually a canned Boba Fett video game, and they had a bunch of NPC dialogue from that game, and then they're just like, we don't need to rewrite it. We have a ton of dialogue. I maintain that this was a shot episode of Mandalorian Season 3, that when they got the dailies back for Book of Boba Fett, they knew this thing was not coming together, and so they shoehorned this in in order to boost people watching it, and then re- and then shot the last scene when Fennec Shan comes in and says, Hey, I'm hiring you for a job. Yeah. That's what I think. There you go. I think this is a, this was a hail Mary episode to try to save a failing series. Yeah. Not so much as the next episode. though. Right. Yeah. And then you think, well, they'll, they won't do that again. Certainly in TV history, they never just get rid of the title character and just don't have them an episode and actually bring in a competing character from a more popular series, from a more popular series. That doesn't happen. No, but it did. Yeah. In episode six, from the desert comes a stranger, which you would think is going to be a really exciting, compelling t- a title. Yeah. But the first half of that episode is, again, a Boba Fettless show. Oh, yeah, Fettless. A Fettless show. Probably an upright Fettless. That focuses instead on Luke Skywalker. Yeah. And Grogu. And Grogu. Yeah. Not even the Mandalorian. And Ahsoka shows up. It's like yeah. everybody we have seen at some point in the past <laughs> it's two like, years. It's like, an, it's like an episode of the Muppets show, but like. In the Star Wars universe. Yeah, it's like uh, some sort of variety, yeah, it's like variety act where it's like, hey, and On remember this Boba person? Fett tonight. Yeah, what? what'd you think of that? What'd you think of the Luke sequence? Loved it. 
Really? I did. Okay. I thought the- You've heard the complaints? Or special effects complaints? on Luke. I, I thought the the way Luke looked was far better than he looked in the season finale of Mandalorian. I, Certainly, you would uh, give me that they're, that they're ice skating on the edge of the uncanny valley there. But you would say they're just, or for you, they're very far away, but it's believable. You I like think it. it's believable. It, it They sold it to me. I they doing voice replacement? The, 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 the voice seems patched to, together. It is. Sense. Okay. It is. And the voice was the weakest part of Luke Skywalker for me. My understanding, I thought what they did was I thought that Mark Hamill came in and recorded. Right. And then they did a de-aging of the voice. Yeah. I have since read that what they've done is they have fed into a computer everything all of Mark Hamill's said. recordings of everything he's ever said. Yeah. And they That's what it, it sounds together. like. Right. It does sound that way. And that's sort of like really slow delivery. Yeah. It did wear on me. But where, I mean, it didn't also sort of believable like, for Luke at that point in time. Sure, I guess so. He's like going through some stuff. He's trying he's to be a Jedi master. He's, he's trying to be. He's never of, done this before. Yeah, and and I don't know. I think the biggest challenge of this episode for me, we didn't even get into Cobb Vanth and Cad Bane, which is by far the highlight of this this of the book of Boba Fett. Uh, Cad Bane. Cad Bane is the best character in this movie by far. Uh, by far. Yeah. Well, hands down. Yeah, hands down. But we don't get there yet. We we are still with Luke and Grogu. Mm-hmm. This whole and sequence, the Mithril. And the Mithril, and Ahsoka, and temple building robots, and the Mandalorian. Again, none of those people I just said are Boba Fett. Right, <laughs> right. In case but, you have not noticed. Yeah, but uh, but this th- this half of the episode I I thought was really great, and I liked seeing the training. I didn't like seeing it in the series. I am glad to have seen it. I would have liked to have seen it in something else. Right. Again, it feels like a Mandalorian season three type of episode, or an Ahsoka, Ahsoka episode, or an Ahsoka episode. I do not like the conclusion where uh, of this episode where it is again not focus on Boba Fett, not focus on Cat Bane, not focus on uh, on anybody else except for Grogu and Luke. Where he says, "Here, you can choose: have a light, have Yoda's lightsaber, or have this Mithril. Uh, what do you choose?" Yeah. And it ends on Grogu. Dumbfounding to me that they would choose to end a show featuring some a main character that is not a part of this series making a critical choice that is not relevant to the main yeah. character of the series struggle. It does feel to me, and I wonder if this is true or not, or I'm completely crazy here, but it does feel to me that that, that part of the new way of owning a platform like Disney plus and the IPs that they own Marvel and star Wars is to say it, it's, it's really a, a ten, it's an attention play and the book of Fett is not supposed to be a story. It's not supposed to be, it is just to capture your attention. It's what you watch. And during that time, I, the Disney company will show you whatever I feel like showing you during that time. And I come from the eighties where it's like, well, no, there's like, there's these stories and they kind of build on each other. And so I'm really expecting the storytelling. And I, I like a beginning, I like a middle and I like an end. And I prefer if the bad guy, you know, he can win at the beginning, but I need the good guy. To, you know, I come from this older school of storytelling yeah, right. where they're saying like, we're not telling you a story. We're competing for your attention and book of Boba Fett's an alliteration. It's fun to say it's got Boba Fett in it. And so now that we have your attention, we will do whatever we please. And I, I don't know if that's true, but it feels like it sometimes. It does feel that way. And I think even some of that could have been justified with a couple of different tweaks. One, if they if they just did not put Boba Fett as the center of the story, they yeah. could have told an anthology series. Yeah. I, I'm even of the opinion that get rid of the Mandalorian and Luke, but call it the Book of Tatooine. And you have now there you go. standalone stories of people that happen on ta- things How that happen. One on planet Tatooine. for some reason served a very important role in the formation of the galaxy's political structures. And maybe Boba Fett is part of that story, but yeah. certainly Cobb Vanth and the I like that better. You know, I 
but but again, you don't have the alliteration and you don't have the name recognition. I know yeah. who Boba Fett is. Yeah. This scene or the, this episode introduce reintroduces Cobb Vanth, Timothy Oliphant's character, who I love. The yeah, Marshall, he's great. And introduces he looks like he lives on Tatooine a while. He looks great. Yeah. He's so cool. Timothy Oliphant's so cool. Yeah. And then introduces Westwood. Do you know him from Westwood? Uh, I know him from Justified. Oh, okay. Was he on? Was he in Westwood? Yeah. Oh, he's, yeah. Uh, or yeah, that's the HBO. Yeah, yeah. I think series, you're right. Yeah. Right. He was yeah. the sheriff in that. He was fantastic. Mm. You're right. I know him from Justified instead. Okay. He is um, great. He's great. Uh, Cad Bane gets introduced, who is uh-huh. so cool. Showstopper, dude. You see him, and it's just stopper. so Western and so Star Wars. And so it's so much more. It's it's This is really because that is Boba Fett's role to show up on yes, screen right. and be like, whoa, like, that what? guy's cool. And, and I kind of hope he wins. He's so cool, but he's bad, but he's so cool. And Cad Bane does the thing that Boba Fett never did, which was not talk. Yeah. There are that scene between Cobb Vanth and Cad Bane is so compelling because it's the classic Western of the showdown. Yeah. And there are parts of that scene where Cad Bane does not answer questions and he just reacts by doing nothing. Yeah. And it's so compelling. Yeah, it's good. And that is what Boba Fett used to be. Yeah, exactly. And he is not that anymore. He's not that He's anymore. He's now a guy that talks all the time, takes his helmet talks off. Talks a lot while cool stuff's happening somewhere else. Yep. At this point, I'm like, oh, well, this is the main villain. This is the main antagonist here. Yeah. Who it's not. Right. It's just a, it's a vehicle for the main antagonist who turns out to be the Pike Syndicate that nobody cares about. That yeah, still kind of hard to find. With. Yeah, the Pike Syndicate, uh, conglomerates, and things of that nature. Are it's like hard. the Trade Federation. Yeah, they're of the hard. They're hard to be for or against because they're organizations. Yeah, where, you know, you really need to laser focus in on a, on a villain. And man, that uh, that cad, he just looks the part, played the, the part. part. Yeah, if they if 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 they delayed that, built up to it more, introduced the what he was doing, and then had some kind of showdown. Like I, I just I wish they hadn't killed that character off. He was compelling to me. Everybody loved him. I don't think he's dead. I okay. think that I, I do not believe, first of all, because nobody dies in Star Wars anymore. Right. Uh, and also nobody that cool dies in Star Wars. Right. Uh, please see Boba Fett as an yeah. example. Right. Uh, but they are, there's also uh, some indications when he gets, the last episode when he has the showdown with Boba Fett, he gets stabbed. Uh, there's a light that starts blinking on his chest to indicate some sort of maybe life support or life saving yeah. mechanism. Uh, there's also an audible beep that sounds like a defibrillator or some sort of homing beacon, etc. There's no way you could no. There's no way you bring a character as cool as Cad Bane is into a live action Star Wars universe and then kill him off after two episodes. There's no way. There's no way. It's good. I like that they use the first season of Book of Boba Fett as like here's a lot of different things we're thinking about. None of them are any good. You tell us what do you, you like. like. <laughs> do you like any of it? We're going to be listening to podcasts and looking at YouTube. We've left all options open. We can go Grogu. We'll do anything. We can go Mandalorian. We can go Luke. We can go building starships. We'll see, do all of it again. It's fine. It. It's like a speeder building show. We could do that. We could do just people with a New Jersey accent that ended up on Tatooine. Wait, do you want Grogu to take over Jabba's palace? We could do that we too. We could do that. Just let us know in the comments below and we will try. We will We will do that a little bit. Book of Bubba Fett. Final episode. Big showdown. Uh, Ish, yeah ish ish Gro- mandalorian shows up grogu shows up r2d2 shows up yeah they all get together uh there's a basically there's a, a battle a that rodeo. happens for 40 oh it's a hours. battle i thought it was a rodeo i said 40 hours it felt like 40 hours yeah. it does feel like a rodeo uh because boba fett shows up riding the rancor to fight giant droids uh droidicas that have Dude, those things are big and beefy. Are big and beefy. Yeah, they are really hard to take down. That thing goes on forever. Forever. Uh, and nobody dies. 
Yeah, I, mean, I didn't know they much. had big ones. No, I didn't know they had big ones either. It's like, it's like that size. Those things were like, uh, you know, King Kong Godzilla level droidicas. Speaking of King Kong Godzilla. Yeah, there's like a scene, right? There's like, Boba Fett comes in, he's riding a Rancor, he beats up a droid. Yeah. And then he leaves the Rancor and the Rancor turns into King Kong and starts for wrecking For a little bit, shot. yeah. For a little bit. And then the Mandalorian tries to stop him. And then, thank goodness, Grogu is the one that can put the Rancor back to sleep. Right. Nap time. Nap time. Mm-hmm. All of that was awful. Yeah. Here's my question for you. If you are Boba Fett. Yeah. And you have access to either a Rancor or Slave One to take down droids. Which one are you choosing? Probably Slave One. I would think so. Yeah. Yeah, I would think so. I'm familiar with it. The Rancor yeah. I've never ridden before. You don't know uh, how that thing's going to go. Well, I asked for lessons a few episodes ago and presumably didn't get those lessons. Like a bantha. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, so I don't know. I, it, but, dude, there is one shot in that sequence where uh, it's camera low, pointing high up at the Rancor, and Bubba Fett's on it, and yeah. his feet are sort of you know yep. out, and it looks like a comic book cover yep. for about two seconds. Yep. And I was like, was that worth the many hours I've invested in this? No, but that was a dope piece of film or footage for that one second and i'm like i remember telling scott the whole time they're building to something cool they're building to something cool that was it and right? then i can't believe it was like eight frames it was eight frames but from that those eight frames you got a really cool poster yeah and to your point you got a really cool funko pop that's going to be put out oh definitely right? i mean that whole thing oh, yeah, is built yeah. toward making an awesome funko pop it is so i was not i was not prepared for that to be the payoff but that i, I couldn't when i saw it i was like oh that's the scene this isn't like luke showing up at all not at all i mean it and was, he showed up an it, episode ago it's neat to see boba fett riding a rancor but it's not your climax no it's that's not the climax that's of that that's, show. that's the bridge from one into two of act one into two absolutely yeah so that's the book of Boba Fett. Book of Boba Fett. I give it a. I give it a, so. I, I, I give it a. I, I give it a. I can't. What, what do you give it? A? Here's the problem. Some people on Rotten Tomatoes have given this a good review. Why? How? And I, possible? I don't understand How that, that. How is that possible? It's not possible. People are like, I'm glad this got made. And I like it. It's cool. Everybody has a right to their opinion. And I certainly, I certainly. Yeah, but some opinions affirm, are wrong. I affirm everybody's own opinions of the Star Wars interviews. I just don't see how the. I worry. This is what I worry. Tell me this is a reasonable way. I worry that by not being that not being uh, exaggerating our distaste for it, that, that Lucasfilm is going to get the idea that we were that we like, well, oh, they liked it. <laughs> they liked it. We're unsure. Oh, awesome. OK. Jury's still out. And so I'm trying to say with some of the exaggeration. No. Jury's not out. Like, listen, I don't think this was good. It was terrible. It was I, we, awful. We got I got my family, my whole family, even my nine year old thinks it's terrible. It was not interesting. What would you say to somebody that says like, you know, you just, you didn't get it. No. That, no. You just didn't get, you don't get Boba Fett. I don't get how you can say that. I, what was I supposed to get? I guess that's what I would say is, what was I supposed to get? Just the stuff that he's going through and the history and how that connects to the Marvel Universe. The only thing that I, the only acceptable counter argument that I think a fan could give is, listen, this is what Lucasfilm decided is Boba Fett's story. You don't get to decide that. Okay. Fair Whatever enough. your head canon created over the past 40 years. This is what it is. All the cool stories. This is what it's it is. It's a lot of very thick robes. It's very thick robes and very grandfatherly attitudes toward people. Yes. Like that's who Boba Fett is. Boba Fett is not this really cool, mysterious, cunning, ruthless bounty hunter that you think he is. Yeah. He's this guy. Uh, yeah. So just to be clear, we, we did offer some solutions here. I don't want to just, you know, just be very negative. Uh, I voted for uh, Ocean's Eleven meets Boba Fett. That was my idea. Hands down, much better. 
I voted for a Tatooine anthology. Yeah, series. Tatooine anthology was great. This show, you get to learn how the guy that owns the the canteen in Mos Eisley got that job. Yeah, that would have been so job. fun. Yeah. what a fun like hiring bar. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Where the Wolfman come from? Yeah. Where how does the Wolfman show up? Getting to know those characters That'd and that guy great. and where the no droids policy came from. Yes. They don't drink anything. What's the problem? There was even a book series called Tales from the Moss Eisley Cantina. I love it. Borrow from that a little bit. Each episode was one of the characters' own side stories. Yeah. Could have done that. This show may have been acceptable, if not for the star power of its writing and directing. I mean, you had had Hollywood A-list talent. Dude, people have done some great stuff. Fantastic stuff. Running the show, producing the show, writing the show, directing the show. And it was all just so unenjoyable yeah such a waste of time in a lot of ways again some good things came out of it cad bane mm-hmm, seeing yeah. timothy oliphant's character come back yeah. really enjoyed that seeing the advance of the technology for luke but not necessarily in this series i believe there's pit droids they even i think pit did droids not, were enjoyable did, did not do those well but they're in there they're in there as well you hit the nose i'm not sure if we're all on you boop them you, you, boop, boop, you the boop a pit droid boop a pit droid uh Unfortunately, what follows this series is Obi-Wan. Yeah. And I said I to you. No concerns. If you want to substantially lower my expectations for Obi-Wan or get me to not be excited about Obi-Wan, mission accomplished by this. And that makes me sad. Yeah. Because I love Star Wars. I love Star Wars. And I love the world that this has the opportunity or the stories that this world has the opportunity to create. And I am sad when people who are professed Star Wars fans, diehard Star Wars fans, John and, Favreau, and Robert excellent Reeves, storytellers. And there's excellent there's storytellers. no doubt that, that, that John Favreau doesn't know what components make up a story, the beats of a story, and isn't sort of a master at doing that because he has proven yes. that he is. Time and so time again. what the heck happened? When they flounder so substantially with something like this, it makes me sad because I'm like, is the joy of what Star Wars can be going away. Are all those people that say Disney is ruining Star Wars, are they becoming, are they starting to get Do you think it just doesn't uh, appeal to us anymore? Do you think some, a younger generation, younger people that have grown up with different types of storytelling, different, different, uh, you know, themes in storytelling that don't come from, they look at that and they go like, I don't know what you're talking about. I thought there was plenty of story. It's about a guy that's pretty nice and enjoys having a conversation more than he likes to do. You want this guy that just shoots people for no reason? My guy is like, hey, let's do this the right way and let's do, get walking in early. Solve it with hugs. We'll get some early morning walks in. Oh, yeah. And say hi to people, and then the people will appreciate you. Like, do you? I'm, I'm, I drifted off into being sarcastic. Yeah, but do, but but, do I think? But that, do I think that a younger generation just feels differently about storytelling, and it was made for them and not you? And so your time of Star Wars is actually sunsetting. Oh boy, now you may be really depressed. Good. Well, thanks for listening. To the, I think Obi One's going to be great because I, I think, I think Ewan has enough star power to look at something and be like, uh, we're going to need to make some, some edits. I am very nervous about Obi-Wan going into Obi-Wan. Like I, at this point I'm like, I don't know. I I, I don't know. I mean, they announced Hayden Christensen. That means Vader's coming back in some capacity. Like at this point, I don't know. And given what flash to back to flash to back to given what they've done with Boba Fett. Like I am not, I am not optimistic. Okay. I want to be proven wrong. So desperately. I want to be proven wrong, but we're going back to Tatooine again, again, because we already one. built the sets. What do you want? We are, I mean, by built, I mean, we we already did some terrain generation of sand. You want us to do a different location? Why? Let me end this on a good note. Yay. Obi-Wan Kenobi's coming out May 25th. That's right. 
I am so excited to see Ewan McGregor reprise this role. Me too. I am so excited to see where this series goes. Yes. And they can do it. They can do it. They have the opportunity to do it. They know how lightsabers work. They know how to do it. And they know how blasters work. Let's see some of those let's things go it. off. Let's see. If it. it's just for target practice, I'm fine with that. But let's see somebody slice and, and shoot some stuff. I am really hoping that Obi-Wan does not take the same tactic as Boba Fett, which is to give a character who uses weapons continually and then give him a series where he never uses that weapon. Yeah. Just ignite that lightsaber continually. Scott, he uses the greatest weapon of all, discourse. Mm. exposition and it's exp- diplomacy yeah exposition is the greatest weapon we all have it explaining is. how something is In is far superior to showing detail yeah well everybody that was an episode that was an episode was it negative because we're very very not negative on this show i we're think the, it was honest we're the happiest podcast on earth i think we were honest about how we felt and i think we were honest by saying the show disappointed yeah i don't think we we're alone in that yeah if you disagree with us, you need to let us know. Please. Please email us or DM us. We want to know what you think of Book of Boba Fett. If you agree with us, let us know. We are super curious because, you know, we're just two guys talking here. Yeah. But we both and love we're this coming from a Star similar Wars. place. So, yeah. like, we're coming from a different place of Give Star Wars. Give us a different perspective. Yeah. If you say, I love it, I want to know why you love it. If yeah. you say, because they I brought was... my tattoo to life, let me know that. Yeah, see yeah, yeah. See a picture yeah. of that tattoo. Send, yeah, first send a picture of that tattoo in and then, and then let us know what episode's yours. Yeah, that's how we do it. Anyways, thanks everybody for listening. This has been Bob's and Banthas. We release every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, YouTube, wherever you listen to podcasts. We love making this show. We hope you've enjoyed listening to it. You can hear us on the Magic of the Mouse Radio every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. You can go to bobsandbanthas.com forward slash radio mm-hmm. to get that. Uh, what else, Aaron? No, that's good. Oh, other stuff they can do? Yeah, other stuff they what are the other stuff they can do? I would highly recommend two things right yeah, now. Yeah, tell me. What well, three things? I'm going to recommend three things. Three things. One, you should definitely follow us on Instagram yes. at Bob Sleds and Banthas yes. because we post up, but more important, we do pre-game shows, pre-podcasts. We have so much fun. Uh, yeah, and we had a lot of fun talking to uh, talking to our Banthateers out there about all sorts of stuff. So you definitely want to follow us on Instagram. That's one thing I would recommend. Next thing I would recommend doing is checking out our Patreon. Uh, you yeah. can support us by going to patreon.com/bobsledsandbanthas. Two, three times a month, we put out 30. That's a great content. Lots of bonus episodes of us talking about not Star Wars and not Disneyland. That's right. But a lot of other a lot of other things. Things that strike our fancy. Last thing that you should do. You, you can go to Tee Public. You can get yourself a Bantha Boys t-shirt, a yep. Bob Sleds and Banthas t-shirt, a Cobwebs and Phantoms t-shirt. You can get yourself all sorts of stuff over there. And uh, it means a lot to Scott when he sees when he goes to the grocery store and he sees sees you wearing your Bob Sleds oh, shirt. Oh, it makes me so happy. I give you a big hug. He gives you a I big see. hug and buys you a donut. That's right. Or a cookie if you'd prefer. Whichever. Your preference. They're both the same thing. They're just in different forms. Right. The fourth thing you could do if you wanted oh, yeah. to what, what else? was to follow us on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. I would like that. Now, we you would, would really like the, those first three things. I'm really all about that because I love reading the reviews when people write down their feelings on who we are and how much they don't like our political commentary. That's right. And, but do like our relationship. People's it makes them feel thing. very conflicted. Is, yeah, yeah. They're like, I want to keep listening, but I also hate what they're saying Look, right these now. guys sound like they're best friends, and I like that, uh, but I don't like anything they say. But nothing they other. say, I agree with. Exactly. That's right. That's okay. We would love to know if you felt that way. Yeah. So please uh, leave us a review. We would really appreciate it. Uh, other than that. Out of ideas? I'm out of ideas. Well, well let's say we do another episode next week. I'll, I'll come back. I'll come back. For that. Sounds good. All right. Uh, he's been Aaron. I've been Scott. We've been Bob's Samantha. See you next week. Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland is growing every day. This Saturday night. Now there are more new rides for more fun. 
electromagnetic musical sound. Through the magic of light and sound, yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim. Open every day, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done.